continue the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. So thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully you can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, the Chompcast gives you double life experience points. Bing, bing. Every show is streaming and downloadable at the newly relaunched SwordChomp.com. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, nearly every major podcast outlet. Head on over, give us a kind five-star rating if you can. And if you're feeling really frisky, please go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Won't bog you down with all that stuff right now, but later we'll talk about how you can become a SwordChomp VIP. <clears throat> Why do our brains recall the things we haven't done more than those we have accomplished. It seems our brains have a tendency constantly to remind us of what we could have done. According to the, I'm going to get this name right, <clears throat> Zygernik effect. It's Russian. Um, <laughs> according to the Zygernik effect, I looked it up beforehand just to be sure, you are much more likely to recall uncompleted tasks than ones you have completed. Maybe um, if the guy wasn't rushing so much. He'd have more completed tasks. And... Right, right, yeah. right. Let's get, and it sounds like he's just right blowing there. by these things. Exactly. That's a good one, Josh. A very strange joke, but uh, I appreciated it. Um, Slide in like a quick soundbite <laughs> back in the USSR right there. <laughs> Zygernik. Oh, that was actually pretty good. In a 1927 study, a Russian psychologist, uh, Bluma Zygernik, asked his subjects to complete a set of tasks. And during some of the tasks, the subjects were interrupted before they could finish. When asked later about the tasks, they recalled the tasks during which they were interrupted. Sorry, what was that? Zangief. <laughs> God damn it! Oh! You, you said interrupted before you finished. Sorry, uh, I had oh, to. okay. All right. I, I, it was there. I it was glaring. Well, that's fair. That's okay. That actually makes me less angry. That's fair. That's fair. Good job. And I, and I will remember this forever with seething hatred. Uh, <laughs> so he was succeeded. <laughs> During some of the tasks, the subjects were interrupted before they could finish. When asked later about the tasks, they recalled the tasks during which they were interrupted at a much higher rate than those that they were able to complete. It turns out that the brain has a powerful need to finish what it starts. When it can't complete something, it gets stuck on it. Intrusive thoughts about what we could not finish may pop into our heads as a way to remind us, uh, I'm sorry, as a way to remind the cognitive system that something still needs to be completed. The Zygernik effect may also explain why we regret things we didn't do more than we regret things we did. I regret what you just did. Zygernik. I think, I think that's pretty good, to be fair. You keep saying that. Zangief wrong. He's in Street Fighter. You know who he is. <laughs> You know, we the one Russian we know, right? Um, this may also explain why when we grieve, we focus more on things we didn't say or do with someone we've lost more than what we did experience them with them. Ellie and Joel, we're looking at you. The topic of the week we'll be discussing with the help from the Sword Chomp VIP patrons, of course, is this. D do we feel compelled to finish games even when we're not particularly enjoying them? And why do we feel compelled to finish things we start, whether we are enjoying them or not? And as gamers, that's something that comes up all the time. Um, and we have a very personal uh, story from one of our uh, one of our Chomcast members that we'll talk about as well that inspired this topic. Finishing things. And you out there listening to this show probably have something you can relate to. You know, when you start that game and it's just in the backlog bothering you forever. Or are you someone that just knocks it out 
um, right away. So this is going to be a really fun topic, I think. And that's uh, kind of how I wanted to set it up. Um, we're going to discuss some video games, of course. We got Fae Tactics, Other Side, new st- turn-based strategy RPG, Frog Fractions, I want to talk to you guys about, Darkest Dungeon, and I have a little Last of Us 2 thing I wanted to talk to you about as well, and a rich, packed-up Ghost of Shishimi. So uh, we also got some cool polls to go over that you voted on. Buddy Cop film starring Laura Croft and Nathan Drake and the Duck Hunt Dog. What? Oh, and this is a big one. I wanted this to be a topic of the show and I lost. But did Halo bring on the rise of the Dude Bro Gamer? All that and more from New York. Let's get to some intros. The, The Dude Bro of all Dude Bros, the Rich Meister. Hi. Uh, that's not true. I don't consider you the dude bro of all dude bros. I feel like you've really misrepresented me in that intro. <laughs> that's 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 true. I feel bad. What is that? Is like is that slanderous? I guess I don't know if that's. Uh, listen, as someone who was born and raised um, on Long Island, the native home of dude bros, uh, mm. you know, I spent a lot of time around them. Did a lot of research. You've been studying dude bros uh, your whole life. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, He's the one who wrote Dude Bros in the Mist. Yeah, he actually, didn't Josh, yeah. Josh actually was the first of you to bring it up to me when I joined the podcast. <laughs> he was like, I really love your work. And it felt mm-hmm. great yeah. to be recognized for it, you know? And I was like, Josh, sucking up. My yeah. first encounter with Rich was when I went to his website, dudebros69.com, and just perused through the uh, material. It was quite so, informative. I first met Morgan so, in a Sabaro in Long Island City, Queens, mm-hmm. where he did not know how he got there. <laughs> well, I guess that answers my question for Shay. But are are you a a dude or a bro? When <laughs> when you are a part of New York culture, you are actually both a dude and a bro, uh, as according mm. to DudeBro69.com. Uh, please subscribe. I feel like whenever I was putting gel in my hair, I as need a young to survive. Lad, Definitely more bro than I was dude. Uh, I mean, see, that's what sets you apart. I don't use gel. I use pomade because I'm not a dude bro. <laughs> they, well, I've seen that Axe pomade, though. That You know, that Axe is marketing right to the dude bro. I mean, I don't purchase Axe products. <laughs> we just want to make that clear. We do not purchase I, any Axe products here. I, I buy, uh, sometimes buy Old Spice deodorant when it's on sale. <laughs> and a two-pack uh. at the Target. Because I'm a baller on a budget. That's just efficient. That's just that's just that's just yeah. smart business. I don't right even there. know what any of the smells are. That, you never yeah. notice that with deodorants. Like they male deodorant scents never make any sense. It's like Arctic breeze. Like what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, yeah. They they yes. had like they had some good scents for a while, and then they they lapped themselves and they're One back of to like all shit again. One of them's like Hulk explosion. Mm-hmm. Like no, what is that? True story. I found a good scent like many years ago and I've never strayed from it because it was just me and it was called Aqua Reef and it is an Old Spice scent Aqua Reef and it just smells like the sexiest that's the most Karen thing you've ever said and it's so me (laughs) it just just, my horoscope said I would find my fate at the reef and then I stumbled across this deodorant Uh, it's good Aqua Reef I, I recommend it I've never had a date be disappointed with the scent. You're married. You. No, they found they found new and interesting ways to be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the he had to get inventive with it. Yeah, 
Yeah. They've only been disappointed with his behavior, but never his scent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real. It's <laughs> sadly very true. Thanks for being here, Rich. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, from Japan, the one and only Shay Layton is here. The professor, uh, <laughs> uh, Shay. You know, it's <clears throat> it's interesting. Uh, you know, you've been kind of off social media, so. I was trying to find a lot of good ways to introduce you here. I don't know if you had time to watch it, but they had a big gameplay trailer for Crash Four today. Did you did you check out that trailer? I sent you by chance. I, I I did not. You want to know what I did when I first woke up? You know what I did when I first woke up? Masturbated and then? No, literally, I woke up and I was like, ah, I gotta go sit on my couch again, play this fucking game oh. again. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's without getting into your personal life because that's we're not going to. There maybe there's something cathartic no, about about delving into this hellscape that is darkest dungeon every night, just putting yourself through this pain over and over, um, because you you know you don't have the mental capacity. Me yeah, you don't have the mental capacity to focus on something joyous right now. You just need to just you know dive right into the misery. It's true. It's killing. There might softly. be something to that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, it's not soft, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, let me tell you, I'm not hard while it's happening. I will tell you that. Expand on that. <laughs> um, he did. Go on. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it, it expanded itself. Rich. Oh, there you go. It's like, did you guys ever do that trick, uh, Shay, when you were like a kid and no. you crinkle up a uh, straw wrapper and you put a drop of water on it okay. and then you'd watch right. it unfurl? I'm so <laughs> glad that's where that went. <laughs> That's so many weird plays. I, I pre-face palmed, just <laughs> anticipating what was going to happen there. Yeah, I literally like I know where your head yeah. was at, but like part of my brain when Morgan says something like that, I'm like, okay, this could be anything. <laughs> yep, exactly. No, just but the straw thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So cool. And before we go any further, Morgan, I don't think anybody's ever said this, and I think we got to point it out now. Unfortunately, because you were you were hyping yourself up so much, pronouncing that name at the beginning of the show, you've been pronouncing Lara Croft incorrectly for years. You keep saying Laura, but there's no U in it. Her name it's is not Laura. Lara Croft. It's yeah, Lara. People, no, he's, it's just that's an that's an ambitious U. He just wishes that there was a U in it. Well, I, I think it's it's a lot of people overseas will pronounce it Lara, and in America it's we Lara. pronounce it Laura. Lara. It's yeah. Lara. Lara. No, not Laura. Lara. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. N now we are. Potato, potato. It's just... Same thing. It's, it's <laughs> just... I was concerned because as a, as a fellow person, friend, who's heard you say that you've masturbated to the poster plenty of times and uh, Laura, whoa, she's whoa, your whoa, ideal whoa, woman. Whoa. Which you keep that bringing I just up make unnecessarily. Sure PC Gamer Centerfold, thank you. It was weird your wedding <laughs> announcements had that in there. God, man, you have no idea his, how much I would have loved that. His dick in his hand and looking up at the poster. Do you just really Come relate? watch my wife and me get married. Do you just really relate to that scene uh, from Grandma's Boy where he's jerking off to the Lara Croft doll on the back of the toilet? Yes. Yes. That's, and it, right, it's convenient to have it right behind the toilet, too. So you just, you know, the mess is taken care that, of. That movie's was, almost 15 years old, guys. Yeah, it's it doesn't hold up well. I don't. It does not. No, I watched it pretty no. recently. It does not hold up that well. No. Yeah, 
Josh is saying, is it a matter of not holding up? Guys. Yeah, no, it was just it was just kind of never good. Okay, is the thing. Well, all right, just, we were too young to know any better. Just know. a thought I had there. It was, it was one of those things, it was those things where if you knew somebody well, that smoked weed, they wanted you to watch Grandma's Boy. That's just kind of how it was. I, um, I think it was more along the lines of it was just a product of its time and a product product of where the humor was. I mean, little little Nicky was not really a great movie to begin with, but we all watched it when we were teenagers and seeing tit head was one of the funniest things ever as a 11 year old 12 year old 13 year old boy but in retrospect you're like that was not a good movie yeah as someone who was on drugs at the time i very much enjoyed it i will i will say you sold me with tit head but i've never seen little nikki and i have no idea what you're talking you about. don't need to uh, we already talked about Popeyes earlier, so we're pretty much clear on little Nicky references. <laughs> hey, it did have a good soundtrack. Um, I remember there was like some acoustic Deftones and stuff on there. The deep sound, pretty decent. Popeyes uh, chicken is the shit. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. We got to <laughs> let's get to Josh here. Josh, I want I want to apologize. He's just looking. He's very confused. Josh, this has been a really dark place for you, little Nicky, Grandma's boy. I'm so sorry. All these things have come up. <laughs> these horrific things. I'd like to apologize um, to everyone else as well. Darkest Dungeon. Uh, there's probably other offensive things I'm forgetting here. So I was going to say, Josh, because uh, you got you got me to try this other. We spent a couple hours with this other side game we're going to talk about later, um, which made me wonder, as the foodie of the group, if you had a um, strong opinion or take on. <clears throat> How long, how long will I slide? Please don't budge your chili peppers like that. I don't. Don't be. When did Scott Stapp start singing for Red Hot Chili Peppers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be quite a crossover, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. Most ambitious in history. I I couldn't think of a clever way of mashing the. I'm going to stop you right there. Let's not do that. For some reason, that's the way my brain works. I started playing that game, and just because of the name, I've had I haven't thought about that song in fifteen years, probably, and I've had it stuck in my head all week without listening to it, which is fascinating that the brain can do that. You know what I mean? Um, just like just saying the word "other side." You ever had that happen where like you haven't heard a song in fifteen years and suddenly it's stuck in your head again? And you're like, what? So. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I was. Uh, there's like there is something on. Uh, on this on darkest dungeon that's like something like patrol games or something like that and then all of a sudden i start thinking of spitting games by snow patrol and i was and I, just suddenly i was listening to that song like four times in a row this morning out of nowhere yeah it's i weird. know that's yeah, that's that's a reference over 95 percent of the listeners head um because you guys don't know who snow patrol is no, except I know maybe for chasing oh, cars. I know they are yeah they're they're like they were like the band that would be playing like when my wife would want to go to like one of those uh, lady stores in the mall and they'd play like Snow Patrol on the speaker. Lady stores in the mall, like, everybody. like Claire's or something, you know. Uh, I know who they. Well, are. I mean that, that was that was a, that was a sly, underhanded uh, de- degradation there, Morgan. But they actually used to play it at Home Depot as well. Was so it? You can suck my. D- was it? <laughs> what do you I fuck mean, right off? What? Why don't you tell thing. us the rest of your feelings about Claire's? Hmm? Hey, I I used to listen to Kid Cudi. I'll I'll go a step further. I'll I'll go a step further. Josh, fuck you. (laughs) Got him. Fuck you. Hey, I I, 
<laughs> You're all right, buddy. Thanks, man. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, I heard, I've definitely heard some bands I like in those stores, too, so I have no shame. Um, I've been to there a There is no shame. I mean, I mean, <laughs> damn. Got him. Uh, anyways, Josh, yeah. Um, I thought it was just opening it up for you. To, he's still eating. He doesn't care. We're still enjoying. Josh is still eating his okra. All right. It's like, just crunch it for the microphone. Can you do that for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good intro. Yeah, everyone's gonna be hungry. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Not quite a chili pepper. The red hot um, okras. Is, there's no okra band name, is there? No. Everything's. Terrible. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Just Song like statistically, I'm. Seems likely somebody's called the okras. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. And if some... not, you can name your band that now, and we'll take our royalty check. Mm-hmm. There is the fried okra band. Well, there, boom! There you go. The fried okras. Yeah, and, that sounds. And there's like a, a band called Okra. They are an Italian alternative rock band. And then there's Okra, the jazz hip hop band from Columbus, Ohio. You know, the fried okra sounds like a mixture of like ska and hillbilly thwomp, doesn't it? Hillbilly what? No, thwomp. thwomp. It's a he's a large character from the Mario series. <laughs> <laughs> You you really should have watched that uh, that trailer, Shay, because they they announced that you get to play as a character named Thwomp Dingo was Dial. In it. Dingo he Dial. Who, he knows who Dingo Bandicoot Dial is. is now playable. You can play as Dingo Dial. Dingo Dial. Oh, Dingo Dial the enemy. That's cool. Yeah, you yeah. know who Dingo Dial is. And if you don't, you never played Crash Morgan. I I know who Dingo Dial. Um, Dingo Dial. Yes, Fr- I am Morgan. Fried Ochre Band is a blues band from uh, Denmark. Hey, how did how did we get here? Um, the same way we always get here, Rich. Gumption. You just gotta take Power it on. Gumption. You just gotta ask Rich how long, how long will you slide? Why are all these bands from Europe? Like all these things made perfect sense until you that's, explain where they're from. That's, that's true. That is weird. because Europe yeah. actually Italian? supports music artists. Well, doesn't what? sound right. Mm, hold on. Well, okra. I, I don't imagine an Italian band being all about okra. Oh, I'm sorry. Racist. <laughs> Sexist. So, sorry, Rich. Sorry. I know that was a little close to home. I would love to... One of my main goals in life is that if I ever do get to travel to New York and meet up with my good buddy, Rich, that the first place we go to is a Sabaro. I'm not taking you to a Sabaro. I will take you to a real fucking <laughs> Why? restaurant. Well, Why, well, we Why would you to do that? Point. No, you will go to a real restaurant and have real pizza like a real but, fucking person. That's not, that's and not you a will funny like it. picture, though. That's not a funny we picture. We can't go Come to on. a Sabaro. What if somebody sees me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, we have a fun topic of the show today, um, so we're going to get right into it. Shay was joking about it in the intro. This was inspired by the fact that he has been beating his head against this game called Darkest Dungeon. And he's, when we when we turned on our webcams to record this podcast, Shay literally looked miserable. I thought he was having a horrible day. Or, like you know, he just had that look about him like he was irritable and sad. And, and I know Shay pretty well. And what was he doing? He was just playing this video game that he just can't seem to finish called darkest dungeon and on top of that it is a very frustrating game as well so it's a double whammy they're long and frustrating um as opposed to me i'm short and frustrated you know i was gonna i was gonna make a joke about that but i figured you'd get it covered thanks Mm -hmm. there we go there we go um so as much of it as you could with that little thing (laughs) 
I really that's why I wanted to get into this the psych psychological aspect of that, but um at the beginning of the show as well. Um and I do sorry, I didn't mean to lose my thing there. I was gonna pull up the writer of the article so I could properly cite them like like a good responsible podcast host should. Um but yeah, why <laughs> but Shay, while I do that, while I pull up the the writer of that article, you know, this was inspired by yeah. your hell in Darkest Dungeon. So why are you doing it? Why are you still playing this fucking game? Um love It's kind of like to be honest with you, um I hate myself first and foremost. Um good start. I hate my Relatable. I hate my life. That's mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. And uh in all seriousness, it's just kind of it's kind of been my personality always. I think you guys have always known that about me. Um, when I get, when I start something, I have such a difficult time not finishing it. Um, it, it like it, I don't know why, but I feel guilty in some ways that I'm um, that I just don't finish something. For example, if I'm watching a TV series and I don't, and I'm like not enjoying the last season, for example, if I don't finish it. I feel guilty for some reason. It's weird. Or if I don't finish a game, I feel like a quitter in a lot of ways. And it's like, it's no, no external pressure. It's like internal pressure of myself. Like I, I hold myself to such a high standard. And I think that there are other people like that out in the world too. Like if you are not necessarily having the most fun with the game, you feel guilty for not finishing it for so many reasons, whether you don't you like whether you feel like a quitter or whether you feel like you spent money on this and you should get your money's worth, quote unquote. So I think there's a lot there. That's just kind of like the general idea of um, my personality. And so when it comes to this game specifically, it's kind of the less about the money because I got it on sale. It's more been about this game is so difficult. If I quit now then I'm a quitter because I'm right at the end of the game. I'm literally at the mm-hmm. end. I, I need to find one item and, and then I do the last mission and then I'm done. But well, if I quit now, I'm a quitter. Well, and that's the interesting thing psychologically about that Shay. Uh, and by the way, the, the article I, I read was written by Stephanie A. Sarkis. Um, is that, you know, what she was basically alluding, alluding to is no one else is going to think you're a quitter. The only person that's going to think you're a quitter is you. So it's self-imposed. No, I'll think that. <laughs> that's true but you, shh, don't tell him that rich it's a secret um we'll secretly hate you but nobody else will know or care except you you in your own heart will be your own biggest critic there which is interesting right and i think that was what um the article was sort of alluding to that that idea of leaving things unfinished and why the brain you know those things sort of tethered to the brain and almost more than things that we do finish it is very interesting, but yeah, yeah. That that when you say you're a quitter, no one else is going to accuse you of that. You're your, but yourself, and yet nothing. That's still that's the reality that you live in. Um, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it, there's so much that goes into that though, like the psychological aspect too, because obviously it isn't just only applicable to video games or just media and art in general. You could apply it to like everyday life, like jobs and relationships. You know, like not to become gas station philosophy 101 here um we've shelved that podcast for a while now that fictitious podcast but no it's like it's like a a loyalty and do have you put enough time into something to 
effectively say, no, like, this is not my thing. I'm not enjoying this. That's, I think that's part of the equation there as well. Yeah. Josh, you seem very different in this regard. You don't seem to be suffering from the Ziegernick effect quite as much. Uh, no, I will, I will drop a bad game fairly easily. I'll even drop a game that's not bad, but just isn't worth my time. Basically for the same reasons. There's, it's, I feel, I feel like there's so much out there right now that you, you will not see all of it. So you, you already have to get used to that idea no matter what. Um, and like, other than the whole wanting to get your money's worth, which I, I totally understand. Like if, if, if this was not a thing we did, um, that would be a bigger motivation to just stick with something you've already bought and see it through because, you know, you're, you're not, you don't have to go get the next new thing. Um, yeah, yeah. You can, you can take your time with something and kind of learn to love it. Uh, if, you know, if you just, if you have to stick it through. Um, yeah. But it's like a CD you buy and you don't like it after you, to you listen to it 10 times. Until it gets like, yeah, stuck it's... in the car CD player. Yeah. 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 yeah basically. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to live. Really? My old car had the uh, and I Persona would 3 soundtrack stuck in it. <laughs> Well, what did you say your car had stuck in it, Rich? The Persona 3 soundtrack. <laughs> oh, it's stuck in it? My old car, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a, that's actually exactly what I was thinking of, Josh, is when something gets stuck. And it's weird, because it doesn't necessarily make the... It's a weird relationship you can have the art sometimes, that there's a, you know, you sort of grow a relationship with it. Um, but because you... Yeah, that's, that's a weird thing in and of itself, too, because you're not... You don't really particularly love it at first, or even love it that much at all. But you sort of resign to, I've, I've got this thing, and I have the time to give it on occasion to see if it ever sticks. It's just like it's almost like you're more forgiving uh, of the art itself because maybe you've spent your money on. Like I don't think I've I've ever had that happen really with things I haven't purchased necessarily. Maybe there's a psychological aspect of, of the money, you know. Um. I'm trying to think of something where I just stuck with it, even maybe because like someone, maybe your friends really enjoyed it. Like it's a game where your friends talk about it all the time. Like for me, that would be like a Hellblade that I just could not get into, and then ever, and then you and, and Shay just won't shut up about it. And then I'm like, well, I'm just gonna keep sticking with it because maybe you know one day I want to see what my friends see in it. You know what I mean? There's something there too. It's like the opposite of what happened with all of us in Death Stranding. Uh yes. Our goal is uh, eventually you'll hate it. I was actually going to go more along the lines of uh when I remember this is back before you came on board Rich uh what was that stupid night game that we played? I've completely purged the name now. It was the it came out 2 years ago. Uh supposed to be super realistic. Kingdom Come Deliverance? Yeah, Kingdom Come was such an ass game. Oh, I, like I spent sixty dollars on that hunk of fucking shit, but like, <laughs> Rich just said he liked that game a lot. I want to get that on. Can we get that on record? No, Let's... no, we've we've had this conversation before. Oh recently. yeah, we did. We, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had this conversation. Like yeah. I, it, and, and it was like, a matter of for me 
not to get into that, like, I just, I think I knew what I was in for, that it was a super weird simmy thing, so I was kind of prepared in a way I'm sure yeah, you were. Yeah, that's, that's fair, yeah, I, I knew next to nothing about it, and um, I got all my hearsay from Morgan, and it's unfortunate for Morgan, because, like, like we've talked about many times, it had all the writings of being my kind of game, but just, it did not hit any note for me whatsoever, and that was, like, one of those rare occurrences where I was like, you know what, it's okay, I'm totally worth it's totally worth me being out sixty dollars. Um, I, I will <laughs> allow it to happen. Like I don't give a shit because I am not enjoying this game. This is one thing I will not suffer through. But um, th- like there are certain things that I am willing to suffer through as long as like there has been some level of enjoyment to begin with. You know, like with Darkest Dungeon, I do, I do enjoy the game um a lot of the time but there are certain things about it that are just not great and it really like it's it's a frustrating thing and sometimes those things are those frustrating things keep popping up and they're hard to stomach even if it's a game that you like you know like there are certain like you can go back and play older games and it it may have been a game that you loved at one point but then you play it and it's kind of like revisionist history scenario where you're like wow this really didn't hold up i was accepting of it when i was younger because that's what we had but now you know five ten twenty years later it's not acceptable and i'm not gonna stomach it yeah a ton of the random roll type garbage i don't have time for anymore like unless there's something specifically built around that mechanic like i liked dicey dungeons from last year because it's built around rolling dice you know the conceit the whole time it's kind of a push your luck feeling to it but going back and trying to play kotor the first one i'm like why am i doing this why am i still standing here missing eight times in a row because it just happened to roll that way and i just i just don't have time for it i'm sure even though i liked mass effect one the most at the time going back to it and trying to play that first person shooter with a reticle the size of the entire screen until you level up your accuracy would drive me fucking insane but don't you love that it's hacking a little mini game returning to it yeah but see but that's a tricky example though too josh and a good ones that you brought up because uh whenever i think of kotor granted i was younger at the time but i remember being compelled by the story and like not i never got frustrated by the dice rolls because i didn't think the game was that difficult it was just felt like a normal sort of difficulty well and yeah not, not so much frustrating more. but i felt like i was wasting my time because i'd be just sitting there like like we should be done with this fight yeah now. like I'm, but i missed I'm, eight times I, yeah i just i missed eight times for no reason and i'm just well, sitting here doing nothing well but I waiting think for a dice it, to roll the way i need it to to move on you're, you're yeah you're right you're right i think the interesting thing that those games are going for and if you're not into it so what did you want to play D D or not um <laughs> i yeah Yes. Um, like eventually, that, you know, but like in eventually like in real you life, your DM will be things. like, "Okay, this failed. St- stop trying. We're moving on." And like in a video game, that doesn't really happen. So you just sit there rolling ones. Yeah. The, the yeah. difference is in the in in D and D, the the dungeon master is a person who can kind of fudge things in your favor if things are getting stale. 
The the sick thing is, even though I do agree with you, Josh, is I actually kind of like that stuff in in certain games, only because I kind of like the idea of like, oh, should I just run away for now, or should I like try and find different stuff to equip, or like by the end of the game, I, but only because I was probably really into the story and stuff. You know, like I'm yeah. not, I have no There's idea. There's enough of a like hook the, there to keep you going otherwise. Yeah, like, I, if I, that I think were the whole is. thing with no narrative through line, mm-hmm. then there's n- nothing but yeah. like putting you through hell for no reason. There's no and, reason and to stick going, around. Yeah, I bet going back that the story is probably not as magical as it was at the time because it's very dated. But it's still decent. I'd say that that narrative as a whole, maybe the writing and the dialogue probably doesn't hold up that well for the time. But like as Star Wars I, stories yeah. go, I bet it's pretty good. I, I, you know, I don't I don't necessarily agree with Morgan's statement, even though I don't have a lot of experience with KOTOR, just because I think a lot of great stories and this is obviously a different topic topic entirely. If it's a great story, it will stand the test of time. It will be a timeless thing. That's why high schools still require you to read certain books in English class. Some of those stories written <laughs> 70, 80 years ago still have some pertinence to now. I don't know if KOTOR does or not. I uh, obviously. That's why high schools uh, require just, I, you to play KOTOR. <laughs> wouldn't that be Mine dope? did. God, that would be badass. Did well, we talk no, about sh- that on the show when that sh- happened? The game that Polish schools now uh, is part of their reading curriculum? I don't think we talked about it on the show. I think we just mentioned that like in yeah. our group chat. But I just thought that was what super... In- this War of Mine... Which um, is in- excellent. ...is an excellent. excellent game about an actual uh, event in Poland uh, is now like on the uh, recommended reading list for certain schools in Poland. Huh. That's cool. No, I-, I will say this. I actually think that's a great point, and I agree with you. To but th- but I actually disagree with you. Uh, but this <laughs> this is th- but only this is only why I agree with you. A great story will hold up over time. I think the biggest issue you run into with certain kinds of technology, oftentimes in movies, it's not as bad. Uh, and in books, honestly, you can just use your imagination. But I think the presentation of the story can basically become distracting. So like you can have a good story, yeah. but like the animation and the faces and like the way it's presented is so dated that it like gets in the way of you enjoying what actually is a good story i mean that's Um, that's the same with any other media though like with a book pacing is such an important thing and if your pacing feels dated like um for example shakespeare is phenomenal and obviously stand at the test time in terms of story some of the pacing or the language in that in some of those stories are difficult to get through for the average person so not everyone is going to be able to fully appreciate the depth of those stories or if you're listening to a cd and you're listening to or music i should say cd obviously i'm dated if you're listening to music and the the kind of uh tropes and the things that they had in the music like the guitar tuning or the way the pop production was at the time production levels in general can feel a little bit dated then you have concept music that feels a little bit dated but does that take away from the story i don't know i for me it doesn't you know like i think each media has that thing that can make it feel quote unquote dated and to i understand your point like so there are certain categories and certain aspects of gaming that is going to make those games feel dated but i still don't think it's going to detract from an amazing story um an amazing story is going to shine through all of that stuff and you will stick with it as a result. But again, different topic for a different day. I hate dice rolls in games. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Although, 
Although we do like it in Fire Emblem when they when we roll that crit. We like that dice roll. <laughs> We're like, yeah. So I mean we and the That's thing cool. is we'll all pick our poison on those things. Like I like these ones, I don't like that. But yes, I agree. Let's get back on topic. That's a fun thing we could ha- hash it out on that topic another day because I could I could just talk about that for hours. Um, yeah, for real. But yes, to keep it back on track, uh, let's get some. I want to pull some patron stuff in here, Rich. I want to. In- I wanted to give you a chance to talk about it too, and I want to intro. And I want to set you up by saying the interesting thing about us is because we're doing this. I I, I always hesitate to say for a living um, because we can't quite do that yet. But we play games for. Um, no, this does like, not pay my rent. Yeah, it does not pay our rent. But that's maybe one day, the, we're we're treating it. Sort of like that, as much as we can within reason. So, to a degree, we, it is a second job, not a very lucrative one. It, hey, <sighs> yes, it is. It is exactly. Uh, I work harder on this job, and I get paid yeah. the least. I definitely but, do. Uh, I do a lot of stuff for this job at the one that actually pays me a lot. Um, in secret. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, of course, me too. I do a lot of work while I'm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what I was going. The reason I bring that up is because you're someone that I know who finishes more games than almost anybody i know you're like the opposite of our good buddy fish who left the chomp cast you finish a lot of stuff even stuff that you're like somewhat ambivalent about you'll finish it Um, so like mm. what's your mantra there i can tell you in all honesty um in recent years i tend to recognize when something is wasting my time um but at the same time uh i get to a hump i think where i've invested a certain amount of time in a game and I'm going to see it through to the end regardless because I've invested so much in it. Mm-hmm. Also, that mentality was a little bit more driven into me um, when I was working as a freelance reviewer because mm. the thing where it became mentally was finishing this game and having something thoughtful to say about it yeah. is a potential paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And if I even don't, if you didn't like the game, you were assigned the game, either whether you liked it or not. And so. even for things I wasn't assigned, if I have something thoughtful I can say about this when I'm done, I can pitch it somewhere, and that's a potential paycheck. If I never turn it into content, it's money I'm flushing, money and time I'm flushing down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. That that and that's why I want to say, which makes video games sound so fun. I'm sure to <laughs> exactly. everyone. Uh, but that is the life of working in reviews and editorials, which I'm kind of half back in now. But it's kind of funny when you're heading an editorial department and you're the only one there because no one can tell me what to do. I just tell you guys, hey, this is going up on Thursday. And you're like, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, it is nice. No, I agree. I think that's a good point because the interesting like, just thing take about out all those what... slurs about the Irish, like we told you last week, and you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, Josh just circumvented <laughs> to make sure I'm not talking shit about the Irish and the Italians, and uh, then we put it up I'll... on the website. <laughs> I'll talk shit about the Irishman. Um, I mean, I can say um, I can think. I, can I talk safely about my own people, like the Germans and the Scots? Can I talk shit about them? <laughs> I, I was just talking about the movie. Um, the we can it's all talk long. shit about uh, that. I'm it's sorry, too Scorsese. long and it looks Scorsese. weird. Yeah, it does look weird and it's very yes. That's what she said. Damn it! Oh, she, she didn't. She she didn't though. The lost. weird part. She Death said. Stranding but... and Red Dead Two. The other man who has loved the Persona Five Royal Edition are both saying a three-hour movie is too long. Got well, it. it. Wasn't it? Wasn't interesting. There's no talking Got cats it. in the Irishman. <laughs> Got I, it. I, I had an epiphany talking to Josh Lawyer. that I've realized. The whole concept of pacing is almost irrelevant to person to person because if you like something, 
The length does not matter. Okay, let's get back on track, though. Um, That's not what she said, said. by the way. Oh, damn it. God, good one. Mm. What a weird thing to try and justify to yourself. (laughs) Did Josh even jump in on that one, too? Yeah. 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 We we all got opposite directions with it. We had to take turns. There wasn't a lot of room. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. There's Shay. Still darker (laughs) shit. Still darkest dungeoning away. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, nice so. deflection. Nice deflection, Morgan. It was. It I'm was. actually playing Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey while we do this podcast. That's how I fit in all these games. Mm. <laughs> all these 100-hour games. We just need a 52-hour podcast. And I, can That's, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before. That was almost like um, the running joke when I was at Destructoid is uh good Chris, who is one of our, our top reviewers over there, reviewed so many AAA games that, like, we're still pretty sure he's four people like <laughs> literally like i don't know how, there's not enough hours in the day for him to be writing the amount of reviews he was writing yeah you think he'd divvy those up or something mm. he must just want hey man listen he him. like good games <laughs> he wants them good for him maybe that was the thing maybe you guys didn't know this but he had a secret like shadow writer helping him out like he would divvy it up he'd just be the face yeah well, no he he actually was a twin, but he he ate them in utero, so and he, he uses the processing identities. power of that twin actually, to write most of the reviews the while he's sleeping. Actually, yeah, like, ironically oh, enough, he okay. he wrote so many reviews he didn't think people would believe it. So half of them, there was a fake author on the site as well. It's basically a Richard Bachman Stephen King situation. Mm. Oh, nice. You know what this is? This reminded me of that movie Stuck on You with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. You guys ever watched that movie? That's a weird movie. That's a movie that doesn't hold up very well either. Yeah, I saw that movie. Uh, You know, I loved that movie as as a teenager. I don't know why I loved it so much. I would watch it all the fucking time. I love Greg Kinnear and The Capist. I I say I tr- I like the movie, the but Josh like I could, the only one who got I, I I had trouble watching movies where people are like connected by like when two human beings are connected like at their bodies. It's just fucking creepy looking. Hmm. How many movies it. are there hmm. in the world like this? Just that is not a big fan of porn. Are you Morgan? <laughs> no, no. Like when they're just you know, when they're connected, connected. Oh, you know? oh, 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 oh like okay. emotionally. Hmm. He's talking about emotionally and mentally. Josh. Yeah, I think there was an episode of Nip Tuck that fucked me up, too. Um, How much Nip Tuck did you watch? (laughs) Oh, that was the only thing I could spank. That may have been the issue to begin with. Yeah. That was a great spank bank show. Oh, the way he moves that scalpel. (laughs) You do know you could just, like, look up pornography, right? Well, I mean, at that age, I couldn't. So, Um, Let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, Please. But uh, I wanted to interject a couple comments here uh, as we kind of round up our initial thoughts. No, I agree with what you guys are all saying. I think that's kind of how I ended up falling on Ghost of Tsushima as well. Like, I actually don't think it's a bad game, but I put 20 hours into it so I could have an opinion on what I played. And I spent a lot of money on it, but I'm just like... I don't want to play this for another 20 or 30 hours because I know kind of what it is. I'm sure there'll be... It's It's a long game, and it's just... I, I just really wasn't enjoying it, so... Someone here but has put, a platinum trophy, Roman. He, he's there. Rich, you're a brave man. Um, but, like, I put enough... I put, like, the length of basically two games into it almost, you know? So I put a lot of time into it, but like you said, there's a hump, Rich, that you get to. And I hadn't got to that hump, which I feel it probably would have been out 25 or 30 hours. So I stopped right before that point where I felt like I would have probably committed too much and I probably needed to see it through. But I still have that... For me, I still am like, oh, I got this $50 game just sitting on my goddamn PS4 that I'm probably never going to touch again. Oh, $60. And that sucks. But that comes with 
the job. Uh, there's no way around that. I used to be able to retrade the best stuff back. And again, I don't even think it's a bad game. I think it's fine. It's just you have to make that decision kind of at some point. I would even agree, longer. like, and I, my review ended up, I, I totally recommend this game on my review of it. It's on the site, swordshop.com. Uh, head on over to the reviews tab and check that out. Uh, plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, it's like you're saying, I think it's fair to go, it's not a bad game at all. It's just not doing anything necessarily that new or inventive. Um, I think I really like the package of that game uh, on the whole, but I, I, I get any criticism of it. If only had fishing, maybe I would have stuck around. You know, um, it's a tragedy. Yeah, you totally could have put fishing in there. You yeah. could have. You could have. Yeah. As Alana Pierce said, every game should have. That's actually one of the polls we did this week. I asked our audience. I said, "Hey, should every single video game have a fishing?" Side I think quest? yeah. Uh, pro bass fishing should definitely have a fishing mini game. <laughs> that would be great. A fishing game with a fishing mini game. I don't know it. if you know this, by the way, Morgan. I I gushed over backing the Kickstarter for Ayuden Chronicles, the spiritual successor to Sakoden, and one of its stretch goals was to add a fishing mini game, which it, it cleared all of its stretch goals. All right. Well, I'm on board now. There we go. Um, 52% of our audience said yes when our polls on Tuesday at Swordchomp Instagram page. Every fishing, every game should have a fishing mini game. Right down the middle, fifty. Hey, we got that fifty-two percent victory. All right. All right. The best part about a poll like that is, I feel like you either are like, yeah, absolutely, or you just don't care. Like, I don't think anyone's yeah. ever starkly against the the existence of yeah. a fishing they, mini game. Oh, I got this great comment. I want to read this. This is great uh, as we get into this. But um, I thought that was a good time to bring that up, Rich, because. Uh, uh, the, I think that if there, I was looking for something to gravitate to more in the game that I could have sort of like, cause the, you know, the open world stuff, the checklisty stuff, I think was fine enough. I just couldn't. Anyways. I love um, checking a the, box. Uh, people like checking boxes, man. It's like, I love to watch the numbers get bigger. Do you, do you guys feel like it's going to start getting a little bit like almost like mobile game, um, cynical, how what, like pay a dollar 99 to check the box. No, no, no. I mean, like how we know that a lot of mobile games are wired to be like casinos, and a lot of these games, these de- developers are spending time to really get into the psychology of how it feels to like just pop off all these little quests and stuff, right? And and how we just well, um, get I know extra to content this. is built around that because people know it gives you a dopamine bust. I don't think that's ever going to change. There's always <laughs> going to be. Uh... There's always going to be that sort of Jesus Christ shot. Uh, there's Sorry, always I had a trend to break you there. I, yeah, you did. You succeeded. Um, there's always... Uh, that's always going to exist in certain games. Josh, I don't think there's necessarily... Loud? I missed it. What do you say? I'm sorry. Look at no, the chat. No, oh, my no, God. Um, there's always that'd going... That'd be the NFL anyways. Yeah, that'd be the Michael yeah. Vick game. Uh, Simple. There's always, there's always going to be... Um, that sort of mechanic in certain games. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that if it's not preying on your wallet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, even if it feels, even if you know that they're kind of just messing with your brain, if if it's not preying on your wallet, it, it's not It pads close. it with content in a way that feels satisfying. And like, sure, there's not a whole lot of substance to go follow the fox again, but it's a good way to encourage you to explore that environment. And the environment in that game is fucking fantastic. Um, and again, it, yeah, it's shit to do. It scratches an itch. I don't like, is it simplistic? Sure. I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with that. Maybe eventually we'll follow the Fox and we'll find out what he says. Probably not. After you find, uh, 
I'm not going to encourage those shrines, you at reference. You get to the end, and you finally learn what he says. I got children. I got, and I got, I got, he asks you kindly to leave. I got children. Come on, you can't blame me. Um, I could blame you for a lot of stuff, regardless of what you this have. This is a real when I when I retweeted uh, um, Alana Pierce's fishing uh, tweet. Somebody really messaged me. She, <laughs> Miss Queen Bee, like left this on my Twitter page. No, nobody ever is thinking. Let's add more fishing. Flashbacks to, doing? I don't know. This, this part doesn't even make sense. Flashbacks to World of Warcraft fishing does achievements sucked. I don't know, whatever that means. I I like the fishing World of Warcraft. It seemed fine to me. Yeah. So. I don't, yeah, I don't. I just thought that was funny that someone was angry enough to to reply to my comp, to my, uh, reply to my retweet about fishing. I like uh, the fishing in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because you use your tail. That's cute, really. And then, I and then you drop kick hmm. the fish. Mm-hmm. I told you guys this before. Like, if we can just one day make enough money to do this for a living, I can start the Masturbator podcast and only talk about fishing games. It's going to be really games. weird for you to do a podcast by yourself. Well, I mean, if you're going to have a masturbation podcast, <laughs> yeah, I guess it should be. They it's it's kind of a solo end. endeavor. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm and group masturbation. It's a solitaire too. of sexual activities. Uh, okay, so we got some patron comments I wanted to interject here before I move on from the topic, uh, and maybe get some thoughts on it, like kind of sum it up. I want to try and sum up the topics a little more. I love that we just kind of bounce back and forth and have a real conversation, but sometimes I wonder if we ever get to some sort of a epiphany. And if we don't, that's fine. You know, not everything leads to some sort of epiphany or understanding. Um, not everything goes pa- somewhere or has a point. That's true. No, that's absolutely very true. Uh, Core in Space, one of our patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and if you sign up for our five dollar tier you get access to a top secret instagram page that allows you to comment on our question of the week we might read your comment on the show we want to exclusively get our patrons involved because they support us um which is kind of a newer change we've been looking into and i really like it uh corn space said absolutely compelled i hate starting something and not finishing it it eats away at me even if it's the worst dumpster fire i ever played um so that's it's a shame I couldn't get shade. He's just a man start. after my own heart. But he just got shade to start Death Stranding. Then he would have been so compelled to finish it. I by that. don't think that's the case. <laughs> I hey, you played a little bit of that game and I hated it. I hated 20. every minute of it. Not every minute of it. That's I, not true. I, no, I, like I said, I, at the time, I even really liked the gameplay loop. Uh, the narrative was not doing it for me, and the ending made me despise the narrative on the whole. But what if I said, talk to me in the shower? Talk to me. <laughs> I think the best part uh, of the game was again. the moment I turned it off. Yeah, that's a pretty good part for me, too. Hey, I checked. Uh, no, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not, I will not publicly shame Shay on the podcast. I'm his friend. It's and pretty I will good when you skip that. the cutscenes. <laughs> it's a really good. It's a solid walking simulator at that point. Hey, hey. most of the cutscenes were. Seventy percent. I seventy percent. No, sure. no. Seventy. I'll give you like five. Like at first, you're like, all right, and then like when it starts to pay off, some of the stuff it sets up, you're like, oh well, that's terrible. They shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It's pretty emotional. Anyways, this is not the death training show, so we shall move on. Uh, let's see. Uh, patron Reverend Rock and Roll said, "Hell no." I will, n- I will bail on a game whenever I lose interest. If I lose that burning need to progress in a game, then my attention is most likely already drawn to something I'm more captivated with. It's not to say I won't go back to it, though. I often do come back uh, to a game I slowed on. 
which is interesting way of doing it. Like that is very true. Like I will give you a a, a game that I bailed on that I actually thought was fine was that uh, Star Wars game um, that you and Josh really liked, Rich. Uh, Star Wars, fucking forgot the name of it already. Uh, Blah 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 blah. The new Star Wars game, Um, Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order. Order. Fallen Order. Jedi um, Law and Order. That, I, I Special Jedi unit. That's a great chomping after dark, by the do, way. Do, do, it's do, 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 about 45 do, do, minutes of uh, Josh and I just yeah. agreeing. <laughs> yeah, if you guys do a Ghost of Tsushima one, you guys can just agree on everything again, and that'll be great. I don't think we will. Um, I think Josh is not quite as... as ha- yeah, I'll have to, shiny I'll have to force myself to, to finish it. So... So yeah. it's not just me. It's not just Shay reading a script while I tell him things I liked about it. Can you combine that melody? Can, can you combine the Law and Order theme song with the Star Wars theme song somehow? Can you do that? <laughs> there we go. Hey, that was a good. That was a good attempt. I like that. Um, Kind of go from the traditional. Bah, 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 bah. I think that works better the way you did it. Uh, all right, so good comment from. No, the Rev makes a good point. I could see myself going back to that Star Wars game, like if I ever got hot on Star Wars again, uh, because I, I like let's say like hmm, there's not gonna be a movie out for a while. Mandalorian so to, season two yeah. that's out soon. Yeah, Af- yeah. After like playing that. Ghosts of Tsushima, you may want to get back into it for some good combat again. A game with a better parrying system. Mm-hmm. Well, that is one of the reasons why I did. I have, for example, I have when really I, wanted to go back and yeah. play more Sekiro after playing this, just because the combat has been so frustrating. Uh, see, Sekiro, I love, but it was just too hard. Like I just, if there was just a slightly easier version of, did you ever finish Sekiro, Rich? I did not, but it is something time permitting. I'd love to go back to. Did it beat you out of it because it was too hard? It it became one of those things where I kind of have to be a perfectionist with games like that. And the time mm. sink it would have required is just too much for me because I, I think most people will agree. Like Sekiro is fantastic, but it is harder than a Souls game. I think it is much undeniably harder, harder well, than a Souls game because you can't grind your way around it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't really do that in Souls either. But I think like the tit oh. for tat of Souls is the difference between Souls and Sekiro is in in a Souls game you can very much bide your time and wait for an opening. Sekiro is about finding your opening and then not relenting once you have it. Mm-hmm. I, Sekiro was almost more fun when I would like watch someone on because I would get my ass kicked and I get really mad, but I'd watch someone online like beat a boss and I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. And then I would go, and it was almost a little more fun that way because I just never got a hang of of how the combat worked in that game. Did you play Bloodborne? Really, Bloodborne is one of my favorite games ever. I was gonna say, I was gonna say because I, I didn't remember, it, but like Bloodborne would be more your jam. I feel like I I really fucking like Bloodborne. It, see, and the thing with Bloodborne that got me over that hump was that I could just grind uh, blood echoes for those first couple hours and get through those first couple bosses, and then I was like, okay, I can do this. You, you, you can know? stack that yourself in that Bloodborne game. Bloodborne also has probably one of the more forgiving, less less so with the bosses, but more for like the, the, like the level progression. Um, you've got so many healing items in that game compared to the rest. That if you just go grind out some health potions, you can yes, you can yes. make getting through an area you're having a hard time with a whole lot easier. Um, it's almost like you could criticize the game for being 
kind of generic and old school in the fact that there are even health potions because but at the same time you could circumvent your frustration by like i think you could hold 20 of them at once if i remember yeah actually that's probably one of my favorite systems of that they've they've messed around with a bunch of variations on basically the same idea um but bloodborne i think has the best one where it is a consumable you don't just get them back but you've Mm -hmm. got I think it's 20, maybe 15, or I think it's 20. Um, And they drop frequently enough that you can use them and still find more in an area. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, Josh, like, because that game is going for kind of a classic game difficulty, the idea of sort of, like, stocking up, like, all your potions, like, I remember distinctly hoarding up potions to have 20 if I was going through a tough area, but it didn't feel like really gross because the game was so hard that it became part of the soul of that game but i actually found out this week there was a there's a shark boss in that game and it made me kind of want to go back and finish the dlc uh apparently there's like a, a weird shark boss in a well or something and i was like man i need to finish i got stuck on the orphan boss in the i DLC used to live in a the, well hmm. it looked i don't know it sounded cool but um i i agree with the reverend saying and to kind of get back to his point is that there are certain things you can see yourself coming back to yeah. when time permits. Uh, Morgan, before I lose the thought of the shark thing, um, I wanted to ask you a news-related question while we're on it. Uh, with the the answer of, with the uh, reveal of Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game, will you play it if King Shark is in it? Oh, I'm going to play that game no matter what. Like, after the, th- after, yes, King Shark, <laughs> Josh, why, why, okay, Josh, what's the face? Tell me what's with the face. What's the draw there? I like comic books and I like Rocksteady's games. You mean the but, King Shark? What's the draw of no, King Shark? No, no, the Suicide Squad. I mean, granted, oh, the, it's not the comic that was bad. It's just the movie you was know, no, such I, a train wreck that it's hard to even appreciate the comic in retrospect. I really, I really hope that they're sticking closer to comic lore around the Suicide Squad because there's some great Suicide Squad books. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah, I tr- I trust I'm, I'm Rocksteady, worried, but I'm worried given with you, what yeah. they, you know, like uh, the marketing. What like it, it? It's not the most exciting thing they could have announced for me personally, but I'm but Rich is like the target audience. I'm not like it's a miracle that I loved Arkham Knight. Like I think Arkham Knight's like one of my favorite games ever. I liked it more than the first two, and I know that's not a popular opinion. Yeah. Most people like Arkham City or Asylum. Asylum right? is the best of those three. I like yeah, all three. City is me. atrocious. I I don't understand people who like City. But I like all of them. I'm also a gigantic Batman fanboy, yeah. but I am also fully willing to understand that Asylum is by far the best of those three games. Well, As- Asylum is Metroid, but for me, um, having the Batmobile and stuff made the third one, like, it just felt right for me. But I, I get the appeal for Asylum. Asylum is basically Batman Metroid. Um, although City, Josh, I didn't like City that much either, but I I was looking it up. There's a big shark in there when you fight, uh, I think, the Penguin. There's a big shark in that okay. in that area. <laughs> That's he's got a big shark. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I beat that Nobody game because we were talking about, about it on the last podcast forever ago. Yeah, I don't I don't remember enjoying that. It was fun, like, yeah, much I, at all. Yeah, there are parts of it that are really good, and there are the parts that feel more scaled down, like Asylum, mm-hmm. like the section where you're in the GCPD building, squaring off against Mister Freeze, yeah. like. All these sections yeah. that are scaled down to like the scale of what Asylum did are the best parts. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. was the high and point think, of the whole yeah. game. I really like that, Mister. That, oh, their yeah. interpretation of Mister Freeze is so fucking yeah. good too. 
That's that's why I'm excited about that. Their interpretation of what Rocksteady does. I didn't expect how crazy the end got with the Joker, and we won't get into it. But I didn't expect how like Kojima the end of Arkham Knight was, and I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so good, it was fucking nuts. So good. Yeah, I, it's I, crazy. I, yeah, I, I really and like the Scarecrow is the main villain. I think that's also why I liked it a lot. The Scarecrow, the Scarecrow is the the prote- prote- antagonist in that one, and I always love the Scarecrow a lot. Uh, Whereas, like, this Arkham City was kind of based around the idea of just all the criminals kind of escaping kind of a thing. Um, well, no. You know, like, it the was, third act turned, of Spider-Man. They turned half the city into a prison, so it was, like, yes, the lower yeah, Bronx. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Turn. But. Uh, we just put a wall up. It was already yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, patron. Gilbert Kitchens, our good friend Gilbeezy, says no to <clears throat> I used to when new games were rare treats, mostly around Christmas, like when we were kids and stuff. But now there's just so much I'm having to force myself through a game. It just isn't worth the time. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, where I'm at. I will say I will, I'm excluding like platinums and stuff like this from the conversation because like for me, I go back. That's a and different drive, I feel like. Yeah, usually that's like when you really like something and you're done with it, maybe, and you finish the campaign and you're like, I want to f- knock all these like, boxes Like, yeah, I mean, off. I got two I intend to go back for. Like, I did Ghost of Tsushima because I managed to do it in a single playthrough. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, yeah, and that's the only reason I was heckling Shay before the show, like, I, which I was just in jest. It's just that he was trying to get all the achievements before finishing the game, and usually... If I, I finish a game and I really like it, I'll go back and check the boxes. So I thought that was interesting. I will say, uh, for well, f- forewarning to anyone trying ahead. to do Ghost of Tsushima, um, before I went to do the final mission, um, I was short one haiku for one of the last trophies, and I'm scouring the map trying to be like, why isn't this here? Why can't I find it? The final haiku you automatically have to do right before the final duel. Uh, so don't waste your time looking for this one box to check. I, yeah, I love that <laughs> sentence. I was missing one haiku. It's a weird game, and I like Sorry, it. Go Too ahead, bad Jay. you didn't turn that into a haiku as you explained it, Rich. But <laughs> I'm not Sorry. that opportunities. That's okay. No, uh, with with Darkest Dungeon uh, specifically, there's just items that I need to find. As if I don't find them and I finish the game, I will literally have to start the game over. I'm not Ooh. trying to 100 this game. I'm trying to get one trophy that is fairly attainable. Just requires a little bit of extra time. And um, I don't want to go through this game ever again. Like, I will not 100% this game. Uh, I just want to get the uh, tro- trophies or achievements, whatever, that are manageable and able to be gotten through one playthrough. And then I can be satisfied with that. So you're saying achievements? So you're playing that on Xbox? No, no, no. I, sorry. I keep, I, that's a holdover from 360 area. I'm playing on the PS4. So it'd be trophies. Okay. 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 Um, well, if down the road you ever get bored and you want to play uh, Tsushima, we can always trade. Maybe I'd feel better about my value because I have that game, and you could always borrow my my information and play it if you ever want to. Um, no, no, that's the plan. That's I was thinking about that after the show, actually getting that information and doing that. But um, yeah, yeah. I just I guess with this topic, if we want to round it up really quickly, last thing I want to say is just that um, if you as a player or listener out there are kind of like me. And I know this is like, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. You don't need to feel compelled to complete a game if you're not enjoying it. Like, we get it. Like, money is a big thing, especially now. Um, But your time is just as valuable as your money. And you don't need to feel guilty 
if you uh, drop money on a game you don't like and you don't want to waste your time on it. Because you've already wasted the money at that point. Don't waste your time, too. Like, mm-hmm. your time's your more money will always come back. Your you time can always will never pull come a heist. Back. It's it's worse to waste your time on a bad game because like if you've I, already dropped yeah. money on it, then it's stealing your life too. Don't don't let it do that. Right. Um, well, right. And, and I, I don't fair, mean to be corny like, yeah. as fuck. Yeah. I don't mean to be corny as fuck. But like, <laughs> you will never get that time back. You're only this young, and you only have so much time with your loved ones. You only have so much time to spend on yourself, your physical, mental health. <laughs> Don't spend your time like I'm doing right now. <laughs> Fucking ruining your mental health to try and finish a game. Don't be me. I was... Like, I'm the case study here. Don't be me. Um, it's just like the opposite of those people that make it out of, like, rough neighborhoods and they come back when they're famous and try to tell the kids, you know, how they can get no, out. You're Morgan, just like this is this completely per- different. Darkest Dungeon really loves Shay. It's true. It didn't want to hurt him like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just I just love I just love him giving I'm this really emotional sorry for speech that joke. to everyone. That was that, was, that didn't need to be done. That was tasteless. Um, you know I, I I totally get what you're saying there, Shay. Like you, I am also doing the things you do, so I, I can't really. Nobody should behave the way we behave, which is irresponsibly. Nobody should be the person I am. Well, who, but you have when, to practice your own bullshit, otherwise, what well, does it even mean? No, I don't have to because <laughs> I'm the man who I have a you know. A, a, my friends will want to go out to a night at the bars or something. Obviously not now. This is pre-COVID. And I'll insist on having everyone over to my place for a drink first so I can play video games while we have a few beers before we leave. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, there's deadlines approaching you and I got to get some work done. Oh, that's smart. Actually. Yeah, I was looking at my list for this year and it looks like I finished about 80%. So that's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good number. It's around, around there. So like uh, still willing to drop something. But yeah, I think mostly for mostly going for it. Yeah, so we're in a we're in a weird camp, Josh, because I do feel like I, if there's like three games I want to tie it up in this in this time while I'm getting some other platinums. Like mm-hmm. I want to finish Ratchet and Clank just so I can say that I have the. That's a good example. I'm I think that game is fine. I'm enjoying it well enough, but um, I wouldn't say I'm enamored with it. Uh, but the, I want to finish it because I want to have a baseline before the other game comes out. Yeah, so I yeah. have like a, a weird purpose I've put in my head, like a psychological reason why I want to experience a Ratchet and Clank game. So I can go into the new one and be like, I've played like the prototypical Ratchet and Clank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's some other stuff I want to do. I want to do some reviews on like Halo and Animal Crossing and stuff like that. I haven't played Animal Crossing in a long time. So, weird example. New update's pretty um, good. Yeah, and my daughter, my three-year-old fucking plays my Animal Crossing game all the time. Yep. So, which is pretty cool. I was uh, speaking. People made dicks. I, 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 I need to finish this one. Like, I need to finish Ghost of Tsushima because we're going to talk about it later. But when we were talking about not wanting to finish things, I was thinking about this the other day because last week when it was just me and the kids here, uh, I was downstairs playing that mostly so I could watch the kids and kind of hang out there. Um, yeah. And during that time, she managed to finish Wind Waker and Paper Mario uh, with me still playing Ghost of Tsushima. And the Wind Waker section of Paper Mario. Yeah. <laughs> while, while I was doing the other, and I was thinking to myself, why, while you're why doing am I doing this? one act of Ghost of Tsushima? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's right. And she'd started Wind Waker no, earlier, but still. Better at gaming than we are. <laughs> she, no, she, that's no she really is. It's... 
It's, what is she have, playing on the Wii U? Yeah, it's playing on the Wii U. Man, where are we going to get that on the Switch? The Wii U is still We're finally getting Pikmin. Solid. Solid console there. Well, it's physically solid. Mm-hmm. You can big-ass sturdy. Yep. And the nice thing about some of those is, like, uh, Wind Waker in particular, you can play the whole thing on the handhold, bit, handheld part of it, so she can play that. Just like the Switch does. A lot of the games you can play just yeah, on half of it. Don't need the TV. The best th- are the best ones. Yeah, I think they're the reason we got the Switch. Is because like a lot of them use the TV and the thing. And they did a lot of really cool stuff with that. But then a lot of them, just, you could play it on just the handheld portion. And people were like, ooh. This is better. It really yeah. would be nice to have a fairly powerful handheld console that was like the feature they touted at first where it shows Mm -hmm. like in that initial trailer for that console was like they're playing mario or whatever and then like it's like oh dad wants to watch tv and they just hit that button and swat switch it to the pad Mm -hmm. uh but i mean like you said i mean there's clever stuff when you're using it on the tv like i think in wind waker your inventory screen is always up on that tablet if you're using the tv which is awesome yeah i like that i really like how they have um in Splatoon and in Pikmin 3, you've, your map is on the uh, the handheld bit, which is in, um, awesome. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is now on the Switch, and that's a better way to play that. Um, you're, like The menus in that game are all done being like, oh, it's the software on your phone. Mm-hmm. So the tablet is just always your phone. Yeah. Yeah, the thing I liked about Pikmin is that like it's a kind of real-time but also tactics thing. Yeah. And so you're always controlling really one well. part of it, but you can be like... Okay, you guys go here and do that, and you just kind of drag your instructions drag on the, them over there, yeah, on the, on the tablet, which oh, is. Really I am cool. curious how they're going to change stuff like that in the Switch version. Yeah, I'm curious. It's going to be interesting. Lastly, our very last one, uh, patron Tani Solman says, "For me, the answer is no. I have a huge backlog of games, and if the game loses my interest, I'm done. I might go back mm-hmm. to it, but I'm not forcing myself to struggle through it. And yeah, and to put a nice." Um, ending on this, like Shay was saying, for us, it's going to be difficult when people listen to this because we do this t- to some degree for a living. But I, for me, the big one is open world games. Like I, I can push through games like Doom Eternal if I'm not really feeling it. I push through. I remember I Detroit kind of lost me at the end, but I pushed through it. I'm just lost thinking, me at the title going... screen. <laughs> oh come on, it wasn't that bad. David Cage uh, sucks. Well, well, that's true. I mean, you went into it with a bias against David Cage, and that explains a lot. It's not um, a bias. It's just you know when someone's bad at writing. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, don't have you ever played Heavy Rain, one of the best games ever made? Mr. Krabs got me, <laughs> Feels like you got said me heavy through rain. an awful lot of Detroit. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> I really want to go back and I feel, I, I feel like Heavy Rain go would back be with one of those that games dark that maybe does not hold mm-hmm. up. Yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up. But at the time, it was amazing. Um I will say for us, we do this for a living, so it's a little tricky, but for me, open world games are really the, the deal breaker because they're so long that if I'm not into it, I, you, have to, you hit a point where you're just like, I'm out. Because you know They're so long that even games I really like, I'll drop in the middle of an open world game. Like, that, they're just, there's just too much to, like, you yeah. get to a point like, I'm really enjoying this, it's wasting my time. I'm, I'm done. Well, I mean, y- yes. How so. you value when you have kids like we do in particular, it's very it's tough. I don't I value my time. Yeah, like for for kids example, really... Assassin's Creed Odyssey is probably one of the best open world games ever. But well, but it doesn't just, value your time at all. It doesn't, and it's just so long that it's like if you have infinite time and just a little bit of money, it's a really solid game. Like as long as you're playing as the correct character. Yes, yes, which is Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that it's a really solid game and also one of the best open world games of all time. 
back of the box quote. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, slap it's, that on it's, it's way too long. It's way too long. <laughs> Uh, so. That's what she said. All right, so that was that was. I'm glad uh, you mentioned that, Josh. Sorry to interrupt, Morgan. I'm glad you mentioned that because we had this discussion privately, and Morgan did kind of make fun of me for saying, like, I like Darkest Dungeon, but it's way too long, and he tried to refute me saying that as being acceptable. And I'm glad you said it too, Josh. Makes me feel good inside that I'm not the only one well, who feels that way about I, certain games. Thing, good things can overstay their welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't trying to refute that, but like I, what I'm saying is that I've never felt that way personally, so it was interesting to get inside of your brain and Josh's brain. Like, if I'm enjoying something, like legitimately enjoying it, it's... I'm trying. I'm trying to think of an example of something I loved that overstayed it well. It overstayed its welcome, and I couldn't. Lost. I couldn't think of one. <laughs> that would be me. I loved Lost. <laughs> I honestly, I think that you can make Thrones. that case. F- yes. Or oh, honestly, stop. for me, when Nip Josh was talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a callback no, uh, understate it's welcome if anything what josh when josh was talking about open world games that just were long in the tooth i think red dead 2 was one of those for me like i really enjoyed my time with red dead as much as i hated morgan constantly talking about it i totally understood why because it is a great game and it's a really fun game but yeah just it's for me very I just, slow burn i got bored it overstayed its welcome for me well yeah yeah i feel like red dead 2 is maybe less of a it's too long in general and more of a pacing issue like it's a super slow burn yeah oh and see that's the weird thing like i never wanted it to end and it's just that's why i think it's relative to how much you're enjoying something because if you're really enjoying something like skyrim could be 700 hours and you're gonna stick with it that's what i was gonna say like persona 5 uh royal i put over 100 hours into it but i was enamored with that game for every second of that yeah, I think yeah, I think if I was more into the story, I wouldn't have probably tapped out at like seventy hours or so because I like the world and I like the gameplay, I like the style, I like the music. I love Persona Five a lot. I think the 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 narrative just kind of tapped me out after like eighty hours of anime nonsense. Um, but I still, but I still, <laughs> I still want to go back. You know, Rich, I was thinking about what you said about a fishing game in a fishing game, and I was thinking of like a fishing game where you go inside of a. You know, Persona uh, Four go- has fishing. Hatsune Miku? Is that you? <clears throat> um, before we take a bathroom break, I got a pop oh, quiz! Morgan oh, Chomp! ruined it. Pop quiz, pop quiz! Okay, I thought two names for this. Chomp quiz or pop jizz? What do you guys think? Uh, the one that doesn't What's have jizz in it. it. How the What's fuck more? did... Oh, God. Those things aren't even similar! They rhyme. Quiz and jizz rhyme. <laughs> to be honest with you, no, I understood I'm, I'm, I'm the gonna, rhyme. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love pop jizz. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. It's good bad though, maybe. Welcome to our yeah. new Yakuza trivia show, <clears throat> Yakuza You Lose. Oh, how long you been thinking on that one? Eh, it's been cultivating in the back of my head for a while. <laughs> been looking for a good opening. That's what she said. Uh, it doesn't work. All right, so here's the deal. Put your hands up like this. We're going to do a pop quiz. Our listeners are going to love this because you can't cheat. All right. I, I know you guys are on but dick. I need to see your hands. Yeah, we can't cheat unless we all lie about what we're seeing. I'm just going to ask unless Alexa you're... to look it up for me. Uh-huh. Josh, drop the dick. Come on. Hands up. What? Right, thank you. All right, so you'll have three seconds to type this just so I can make sure you guys don't cheat, but I know you guys are people. My hands are up, right? so how can I type it? Dig out my Dig keyboard. Are... There we go. 
No, oh, come on. Okay, hands up. Like, sorry, everyone. You guys, you guys, you guys are except Shay. I can't see Shay's hands. I know he's not going to cheat, though. There we go. So the right, messages so, worked this time. I have I two. No, not. there's nothing. No, no, no. Last last time we did a quiz like this, the messaging in Skype wasn't working. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Eh, well, you know, it's not the end of the world. I believe you or guys will it? take your word for it. Um. <laughs> all right. So we have. I did this a couple days ago. On Wednesday, there was 58 days until Crash Bandicoot 4 was released, and I wanted to pick something really obscure. Josh is going to crush you guys, because nobody knows Crash Bandicoot like Joshua Fowler, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds legit. This pure look of befuddlement. Josh, Josh's first look at me was like he thought I was serious, which was great. There was a quick look there of what the fuck. Um, <clears throat> but I have two poll questions regarded to Crash Bandicoot lore. Okay, so this should be a lot of fun. The first one, as you're going to have 10 seconds to think about it, and then type it immediately for three seconds so no one please look it up and cheat. <clears throat> In the first Crash Bandicoot game, Crash Bandicoot actually had a girlfriend, mm-hmm. a love interest. What was her name? I know I'm confusing this with a different game. I can't see your right hand. Oh, Rich, you're cheating. Where's your right hand? He's cheating. Look at him. He's che- oh, he Mark, was doing something. Was uh, do- look at his face. Was, look at his face. It's because you're screaming and not letting me talk. I was oh, doing I'm nothing. Sorry. And okay, that'll be I, evident when I get this wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You did. You got to be honest. You did have kind of a guilty look. So. Because you just started screaming. Mm-hmm. Well, that's he, he, did, he did have a guilty look. He did have a guilty look. Why'd you run at me? Just because I, I pointed a gun at you. That's just something a guilty person would Stop. do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Josh. no. Thank you, Josh. Uh-huh. That wasn't even meant to be a, a joke like that. Um, okay, so type your answers now. Three seconds. Go. Type your answers in. All at the same time. Three, two, one. Type your answers. I'm pretty sure mine's... Uh... Donkey Kong. <laughs> Trixie Kong. I was, I was gonna put Candy Kong, which I think is DK's girlfriend. Oh man. Um you said candy. It's funny you guys both went with Donkey Kong characters, which is you know, when I've, I'm looking at her, she's not far off from a Candy Kong, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And Shay, what who did you what did you say, Shay? I said Mindy. Mindy? I could, I can't even think of the, the name. I, like, I, I know, know Coco like the, is her the is his sister, about. but I can't think of the girlfriend's name. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's I, I thought it'd be a little trickier. Um, it's Tana, not Tanya. Tana, T A W N A. I did not even remember that. Wow, Tana. Yeah, I never must, not, forget must that. not have been on the demo disc. It so they and I think there's a controversy about why they ended up getting rid of her and her, and bringing his sister in as sort of the person he was trying to help and stuff because she was a little bit over sexualized. Incredibly, um, I'd say at, more than a little bit. If yeah, if you look at Tana, like she, like oh, I hit it. Jesus Christ! I, I like as you showed the picture that there was literally, literally just white narrows light. the pool down zero percent. <laughs> I mean, here, I... It, it really, I, just keep flashing it by the camera. That's yeah. going to help. Don't hold it there for any time at all. <laughs> the glare Morgan, is too bad. I'll, it, just, I'll send it Morgan, in if it chat. has breasts and is under the age of 50, you'd have... Oh, and over well, it, the age of 18, it, you'd have... It was right around the same time as Tomb Raider, and it looks like they were inspired by early Tomb Raider, if you know what I'm saying. But except, if she was a bandicoot... this game came out first. 
you uh, dummy. Probably. When was the first Crash Bandicoot released? It's not a maybe. It re- you could confirm. It was this. a launch title with the, I'm the not, system. I'm not saying. I believe. Oh yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I was just wondering what year it was. Crash because I believe it was '96. Uh, yeah, yeah, '96. Yeah, and I think by one year you're right because let me see, Tomb Raider came out in oh U.S. '97. 1996. So it was 94. Uh, That's what I was thinking, but that, that was the Japanese release, I think. Maybe. Goodness, it's been forever. Yeah. All right. Anyways, All right, I, so, so I'm. That didn't go. Oh, well. actually, it was it was released one month before. I'm sorry. <gasps> wow, I was right. Accidentally. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Crash Bandicoot was released one month before Tomb Raider. Okay, same year-ish, though. But yeah, you're right. They wouldn't be really influencing each other if they're no, being developed no, simultaneously. No, no, no. <laughs> Unless the developers were like, let's compare notes on breasts. <laughs> and that's a, that's a weird cross-studio <laughs> conversation. <laughs> what direction are you guys going with tits this generation? <laughs> Naughty Dog and, and, and Cora just getting together like, yeah. Look at the rack on this bandicoot. That's a weird thing. I don't want to say again. It's an right, old-timey um, gangster. Josh, you know what to do. It was 94. All right, that's what I was looking at. Check out the set on this bandicoot. <laughs> Look at the rack on this bandy. <laughs> All right, so the second there's. <laughs> Please continue. Just go. Let's just go. Okay, so the second question is: This is hands up. Wait, sorry, Josh. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. You're just gonna have to trust me. <sighs> Come on, Rich. Can I really trust you? Yes. Why? There are zero stakes in this. Okay, so people, no, that's not true. People came, people wondered for years and years and years and years what the Wumpa fruit was. What is the Wumpa fruit was or based off of? And people were surprised. That's the fruit you get in Crash Bandicoot. Um, and people were a little surprised because the developer, Dave Baggett, um, came out online and he told people exactly what Wumpa fruits taste like. It's a real fruit. What did the de- one of the developers of Crash Bandicoot say Wumpa fruits actually taste like? It's a real fruit. Taste like okay, okay. Can I type? Not yet, not yet. Hands up. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> just, just drink heavily during the wait, like I do. It's okay. All right, we can type the answer in three, two, one. Now type. Will anybody get a point? Rich said this dick. Manga. Josh said dragon. <laughs> Tastes like manga. Yeah, no, not mango, manga. And Shay said, so paper. "Dragon fruit." Yeah, mango probably would have been my guess if somebody had given. Well, I mean, it is a mango, fuck. but yeah, I think they wanted it to taste like something else. He said, "Wumpa fruits do indeed taste like apples." Plot twist. Mm. <sighs> That's pretty apples. Pretty boring. Fuck, that's that's kind of a downgrade. Yeah. That look uh, like tropical. mangoes, right? Apples are pretty boring. Let's be honest. It depends on the apple, that but, is but that explains true. why there's no doctors in Crash Bandicoot. Do so many things mm-hmm. with apples. It does. Actually, Cortex is a doctor. I'm pretty sure Engine is. A, there's actually multiple doctors in Crash Bandicoot. And just on this His note, license before we go back to though, but they are kept away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep track of these. I'll do maybe a little bit every week, but I'll do two questions a week. But yeah, I was just sort of building up to the anticipation of Crash Bandicoot 4 in a couple months. Um, they announced that there's a new trailer that shows all the play. You can play every level with Coco. 
his sister, um, Crash Bandicoot, of course. There's inversion mode where you can play the diff- the levels, and they're more difficult, but they're not just more difficult. They look way different. And cr- like, there's one they level where backwards. every time you... When you spin and hit like a, one of those boxes, it splatters paint everywhere. So the environment is white. Like you can't make out where to go until you splatter the paint from the boxes. It shows you where to go. That There's all these cool things like that. Cool. They were yeah, I played Splatoon. It's neat. It's neat. No, it's yeah, a neat it's, idea. It's, I didn't watch it's, the trailer, but <sighs> yeah, I sent it to both. I didn't know I was going to watch it. Um, you just and then you, you sent me these things I when I can't. Watch no, the unfinished one was great. <laughs> Yes, it's the unfinished Swan meets Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. uh, and you can play the as the, Ding- the, mm-hmm. the the Dingo Dial, and it looks like it's going to be a good. It's kind of a known quantity. It's Crash Bandicoot, but it looks it looks really really cool. So that'll be coming out in like fifty six days. So, oh, I was just going to talk to you guys about the. I checked out the first Frog. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> That's a fucking <laughs> weird game. Yeah, that's that's a weird. I I yeah. wanted to know the mythos of what Frog Fractions was all about. Yeah, two and three um, are in my Steam library. If you get around to, well, I mean, th- three is just the original one, but there's, there's DLC for it on the Steam version now. Um, you so you bought the hat one, right? I bought, bought the, the hat because I wanted, hat. yeah. But I, I also have Glittermitten Grove on there, which is the second one. I heard mixed things about that not being very Frog Fractiony. Isn't that like a strategy game or something well, weird like that? We'll kind of get to that. Like the 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 weird thing with that one was that there was a Kickstarter for it, and then he never told anyone where the game was. Oh, like he didn't tell them like where they can even find. No, the game? even even in the Kickstarter, it said at some point the game will come out, and so, like people just stumbled across. Yeah, it or something? you had to find it. You had to find, and there were hints about where it was. I'm sure what? you noticed. That's like an ARG. Or there something. is. I, I'm sure you noticed some of the glyphs in a ton of indie games around the time. There were some in like Meat Boy, and I think there were some in Hyperlight Drifter, and they yeah, were everywhere. Yeah. There were there were glyphs that had hints about Frog Factions too in a ton of games. Oh man, Frog Fractions! What did, I I didn't start in on. Uh, I still haven't finished. I haven't it, started yeah. that either. I kind of wanted to say Frog it. Fractions three. Yeah. 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 But we can leave this in because we're actually talking about Frog Fractions until she'll shake Frog Fractions 3, which is actually Frog Fractions 4. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I did yeah, Glitterman's... Yeah. By the hat, though. But what is, what is Glitter... Before Glitter, we get into oh, Frog Fractions, what is Glitterman's Grove, Glitterman though? Glitterman like, Grove a is a a management sim uh, settled around, like, building this pixie forest. But you have to, like, <laughs> dig all the way down in the earth in that game to get to Frog Fractions 2. Uh, which very quickly people figured out how to do it, like, at the very start of the game. So, uh, Oh, so, okay, so Fraud Fractions 2 was it's hidden, hidden in Inside Glitter yeah. Mitten Grove. You have to purchase that game and then find... Frog Fractions 2 is fucking wild. Like, <laughs> p- part of the charm of 1 is lost in that, like, 1 starts off as this weird math flash game and then slowly dissolve- devolves into this nonsense. But then, like, half the, the charm and mystery of 2 was figuring out where it was um like the cultural zeitgeist around it at the time yeah mm-hmm. like arg kind of hunt sort of thing it, it, it was fucking crazy and then my fave personally for me my favorite point in frog fractions 2 is the point where it asks you if you want to import your save data and it looks for mass effect 2 save data 
<laughs> and then is... references back to the choices you made in Mass Effect 2 if you do load the data. If you had that on PC. Yeah. yeah that's fucking nuts. Well, that's the weird thing I when I was checking out Frog Fractions because I was like, it's just, yeah. It's it's funny because this, the, <laughs> it, it even as like, an, it doesn't even try to like make you think it's an educational game for very long because like, even like because trying you would lose to fractions. If it was that, like it's. Well, but even then you're just seeing fractions drop on the screen. It, it's like if someone said, I'm going to teach you history and just dropped quotes all over the screen without giving you any context. Yeah. It doesn't make any like, sense. Like Nixon. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, water, exactly. It just, it's amazing. And and then you sort of have to like figure out that you can mo- not just move sideways but like up and down and like although it was cute that you can ride on the back of a turtle uh, and then eventually you're like riding on a dragon and you can sort of like and then you're like answering questions in a courtroom. It's a text adventure at one point. It does so many amazing things. Yeah. Uh, it's it was pretty. It's fucking nuts. Honestly, that that for it's it's cute. Like I will say that yeah, it seems like definitely one of those things that's just kind of like trying to be weird for the sake of being weird. But it seems charming enough to pull it off. It I think. might seem that way now. At the In time, it was it was so novel, just kind of out of no- how did people first like even want to give the game like who I the think fuck the, is going to give the that creator game a chance, initially just know? like shared like here's this weird edutainment thing on twitter or whatever and like it just kind of turned into this thing where like people were like no no you guys need to try playing this thing like it goes places mm-hmm. like and it just it was a word of mouth thing that spread around and then turned into some weird social media point at one point he was kidnapped by time travelers on the berkeley campus what the yeah, the, the have the. I was thinking about like the behind the scenes stuff. You'd have to have a lot of like patience and bravery to release something in a way that like you have to hope people stumble across what makes it weird, you know, and interesting. Like, because like, hope it, someone sticks with it for the few minutes it takes for you to go. Wait, this yes. thing is more than what it seems to be. Yeah, because you could definitely stick with it for a while, especially if you're not. If you don't get it, the, yeah, and you can get to a lot of fractions raining down on you for a while in a confusing. Um, until you start to realize you can move your up and down in, in different areas, you know, um, you could just, you could probably just go back and I wonder how long you could just go back and forth, just shooting all those little bugs with your tongue. I don't know. I don't know to tell you the truth. Probably. Yeah. Probably for a pretty long time, but yeah, that's a weird, it's a cool game. And the frog, I'm going to, th- I'm going to be honest with you. The frog looked way more tropical than I expected. Oh, hops? I was expecting kind of. I was expecting Hoff to be a little more like a, the generic green frog kind of thing going on, but he's got he's got some more color to him. He looks more like a rainforest kind of frog. You gotta get yourself Hop's special hat. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh got it. Yeah, so we were I. talking yeah. about it. <laughs> I sneezed. Sorry. Which, which is actually a game. Right? It's Frog so Fractions actually... Three, which is actually Frog Fractions Four. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it seems it seems alright. <laughs> It seems pretty cool. Like, I did enjoy, like, yeah. when you're in the courtroom and they're asking you all those weird questions. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Dis- you don't have a lot of discovery. Like, it actually reminded me a little bit of, like, when PT came out and people had to figure out what was going on it's via the internet. one of those things that's hard to replicate. Like, that yeah, sort of yeah. internet magic is not something yeah. you can bottle. Like, I I more so appreciate that they're doing things the way they are now, because the way Frog Fractions 2 happened, and now the way 3 has happened, like, you can't do it the same way you did the first one, but I still think they're finding really smart ways to get people talking about Frog Fractions. 
seems like it's working. Seems like it's working because I I even made me check it well, out. Well, it's happening, like, and we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I need. It's kind of like one of those those like icy things. I think are kind of fun sometimes. I enjoy that stuff. Um, and that and I don't think Shay gives a shit about Frog Fraction, so we can probably just move right along. Let's move right along. Uh, then. <laughs> uh, so, you, Rich, you were saying that you played something called uh, Fey Tactics. I did. Um, I haven't played much of it yet, but this is something that's been on my radar for a little bit. Uh, people talking about this being a Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced sort of spiritual successor. Uh, it's 20 bucks on Steam right now. It's very much got that look. Like, it looks like a PS1 game. Uh, mm. Is it Fae like Fairy? Yes, kind of yes. Uh, the main uh, starting plot is that you are uh, you exist in this world where the world of, like, monsters and magic was sealed away by a portal for a long time. Um the two worlds eventually collided and there's some sort of war going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I'm looking at it right again, now. Again, I've done a battle or two at this point. I, I'm into it. I just need to find more time for it. Um, your starting party lineup is the main character, um, who is this this girl, and her dog and a little bird who all behave uh, very differently. It, it, it plays like an older tax game. It plays like Final Fantasy Tactics. One of the main additions I like is it seems every character, and there might be more generic characters as you move on, has a pretty unique weight uh, tactic, which is if they don't act that turn, uh, for example, the dog, his weight uh, tactic is if another party member is attacked on a turn, he waits without acting, he will take the damage for them if they're if they're mm, attacked. Okay. And you said you've only done a couple battles, though. Yeah, so, only, so only still early. I didn't put a ton of time into it yet, but I definitely plan on putting a more time into it. Uh, it's twenty bucks. It's cheap, and I think the music's good. The look is good. If you are a big fan of the original Final Fantasy Tactics or Final Fantasy Tactics Advance series, uh, you will find something to like here. This year has been insane for tactics games. Kind of weird, yeah. There's been Which is great because tactics games are fucking good. Yeah, it has been nuts. Like really, really solid tactics games coming out one after another. Yeah, weird. Did you ever? Did either of you guys ever play? I only know about this because Colin Mary already had it as game of the year, which is very odd and random. Uh, Fell Seal yes, Arbiter's I Mark. I did. I recently bought the expansion too. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think this... Josh gave me the hmm that he's never heard of that. <laughs> he's like, hmm. Josh, you would enjoy it. Seal? It is another very much Final Fantasy Tactics-esque uh, successor. Uh, Fell Seal. Yeah. I enjoyed that game. Uh, I like the art of this a little bit more than Fell Seal's. There's something about the character Fel design. Fell Seal is a little... Yeah. And Fel Fel Seal looks a little cheap. It didn't... It, there's something about the character design in that that doesn't quite do it for me, but the gameplay is fantastic. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about uh, another turn. Actually, we can. We're going to talk about another turn-based uh, tactic game with other side in a second here. That's really interesting. Um, but before we get into a couple more games, I do want to. I always want to kind of split the show with a very important uh, Patreon moment. So if you're listening to our show or you follow us on social media and you want to support us, um, our patrons are basically like family, and they keep us alive. And if you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, there's all sorts of great tiers and ways you can support us. But our biggest and most popular tier is probably our $5 tier because it gets you access to a private Instagram page that allows you to ha- be part of the show. You know, we're going to take your comments, feedback. We do polls and stuff there. You get secret videos and pictures that complement the show. Um, 
it's the VIP page. It's where you want to be. And that's part of our $5 tier. That also gives you access to our Discord, where our Chomp Nation is chomping away every day. And, it's, and I try to get in there as much as I can, which is tough because of my family and my life. But I try to get in there as much as I can because uh, it's awesome. It's, like, really cool to see that Discord server be so lively. And uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp is where you'd want to go. If you go to our newly launched website as well that everyone worked very hard on, um, you can find links to our Patreon, our merchandise, uh, swordchomp.com. Rich's reviews. He's got reviews going up there. I've got videos going up there. And just to kind of grow our community even further, I've been really buffing up that YouTube page this week. Um, I, because I make so many videos for the Instagram, I decided I wanted to focus more on making them for the YouTube and then just trimming them down for the Instagram, kind of backwards, because I want us to spread our tendrils out there. So... A lot of different ways you can get in on Chomp Nation if you're new to what we do and you enjoy uh, our content. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. And there's very special secret podcasts that you can get early if you look for those $10 tiers. When you hear your family. Swordchomp. That's true. Um, One thing that um, Morgan, I, he mentioned a lot of stuff, so it's okay. That um actually the one the secret podcast he's talking about is called Chomping After Dark. It is on all of your main feeds now if you so choose. It is available to the public. Patreon gets you two weeks early access to those podcasts. But if you love Sword Chomp and you just want more of us, you can actually go to all the major podcast um platforms and you can listen to Chomping After Dark, which is a spoiler show. Yeah. Woot, woot. we got a lot of podcasts we got a lot of stuff going on by the end of the year I, you know we'll have grown immensely so <sighs> you know all in all it's just another chomp in the sword dun, 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 don't do dun, that dun. <laughs> all in all it's just a, another chomp in the sword doesn't even make dun, sense dun. Yeah, it kind of does, you know. It doesn't, though. But yeah, if, if you get too many chomps, then there's not going to be much sword left. So yeah, I guess it doesn't. Which maybe is what we're going for. You know, maybe we're the inverse of... Yeah. All right, so... I was going to say, that used to be Morgan's <laughs> motto when he was uh, a uh, <coughs> cab driver. <coughs> <coughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm implying that you were a uh, male escort. You were a male prostitute. That's oh, what I was implying. I wish, man. That's the life right there. Um, Is it? I don't think I have much to offer people, unfortunately. All right, but um, yeah, patreon.com slash swordchomp. We'd love to have you be part of Chomp Nation. A couple other games we're going to talk about here. A kind of nice transition. So yeah, Rich and uh, Shay, this is pretty interesting. There's this game called Other Side that Josh was telling me about. It's weird. I asked Josh what, because he's played a lot of smaller games. I said, Josh, what do you think are like your two most standout games this year from like the smaller game scene? And he said Other Side and Creeks, which was interesting because... I, it wasn't what I expected. So it sounds like it's almost been maybe, I don't know, it'd be tough to kind of compose a, a top five year, a top five. List I said point wildfire and creeks because you'd played everything else. Cause you've actually been listening to our recommendations a whole lot more this year for the most part. Oh, did you say wildfire? Well, yeah, I probably, I thought you said wildfire. Maybe you said three, maybe you said mm-hmm. wildfire. I mentioned creeks that you'd and... probably also like 
other side just because it was. Oh, you did, yeah. yeah, yeah. You said by other side is so also since you excellent. since you yeah, really I... got into uh, into the breach. Normally, I wouldn't recommend a tactics game to you, but as much as you loved that one, and as much as I'm kind of enjoying this for similar reasons, it's very different, but it it, it does a lot of the same. Like everything feels it, weighty, sort of decision making. That that it's does. cool to see a, to see games that maybe feel like they were inspired by Into the Breach a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because like it's almost freaky how like yeah you literally do the thing where you take you know you can take some of what you've earned back with you and you start over. It's like kind of a run based thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a turn based tactical. But the the gameplay is very different. But yeah, no, you're right, Josh. I, I think I looked at Wildfire and just said no, I don't think that's a Morgan game. Um, yeah, that's but that's more of a you. stealth game, I guess. If we had to. Yeah, to give it a genre, but it is in some ways. Yeah. Who knows? I could, I mean, I just, other side was the one that stuck out to me because you had, you had purchased it. So I decided to try that on Steam. So here's the weird thing about it. I think the, it feels like if, if Into the Breach is like that $20 tier, I think Into the Breach is like 15 bucks. The tricky thing about this game for me is, and, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I put about three hours, no, maybe put about two to three hours into it. Is I think that, yeah, I think that I, this is a game I'd look for when it goes on sale. Not because I don't think it's a great game, but because it's basically the same game. I feel like it's 40 bucks because the production values are higher. It's in that $40 tier to me. Um, not quite like the AAA quality like from the art direction. You can tell with their character models, but definitely better than Into the Breach, even though I probably preferred Into the Breach's art design. You, you kind of go in that retro mech. The thing about this game, if you haven't seen it, uh, is it's black and white and red. Those are like that, those are the the accent colors basically. Um, Josh, how are you feeling about like the look of this? It's pretty distinctive, right? It is gorgeous. Um, like aesthetically, it is one of the best looking games this year. Um, however, that kind of makes a few of the UI choices more difficult than they'd usually be. Mm-hmm. Because stuff like ranges have to be gotten across with, uh, like, different texture choices and and the like, which is probably really good for uh, accessibility as far as that goes because you don't really have to change an awful lot um, to make it read for everyone, Um, if anything. If anything needs to be changed. but a lot of the things that we've just kind of gotten used to um, are not there, and so it takes a little bit longer to read um, compared to a lot of other tactics yeah. games, um, which I'm sure eventually we'll get used to. Um, it just you know it's new, it's it's different than how it's usually represented, so it takes a little bit longer. Um, the 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 kind of the the different thing about this one that i really like is that it has um a turn bar at the bottom kind of in the same vein as like final fantasy 10 where it's it's turn based you you have a discrete turn um but you see when enemies but you are see going to how many them. time units down the line each different unit is going to be able to interact with um yeah and so you have kind of like in a lot of other tactics games you have like 
you know, you can go this far and be able to still attack, or you can run all the way out here and mm -hmm. just be able to get somewhere really quickly. They have a similar thing here, but it's less about, you know, oh, if you go this far, you can still attack. It's more about you have 50 units to use during um, a given turn, um, at which point you'll be spit out down the timeline 50 units. Um, so, like, anywhere between 0 and 50, you're going to be 50 units later is when you're going to get your next turn with this character. Um, and if you use... You've already confused any, the shit out of Yeah, me. and if you use <laughs> any more than that, you use the double. You use the full thing, like all 100. Um, so you kind of have the All option right, to yeah. either have a half a turn, kind of like you would normally, like move short distance and still attack someone and still get in yeah. the whole thing under 50, and you'll only go 50 points down the timeline. Or if you want to, like, really kind of overcommit oh, on something, you I can use the full 100 that you have on your turn. I see. And you'll and be, your next turn will come twice as late. Got, see... I didn't realize that was what was going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I was, because, yeah, like, so what I was doing was, because I've never played a game like this, is I would go to an enemy, I would attack them, and I'm like, oh, I still have 75 points left. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attack them again. And again, and again, I didn't realize that if you attack them once and then wait, it sounds like you might get to move again after an enemy. Like, you won't go all the way down the yeah. timeline. Yeah, it's it's so, interesting. Yeah, okay, like, okay. during your turn, Weird. you have, like, all these discrete units. But you kind of have two break points. Like, if you use less than 50, this is when your next turn will be. Or if you use over it, you're you're going to, like, the full thing. So you may as well use every single, you know, uh, point of turn yeah. that you have available to you. Um, and it's different. Like, sometimes you want to use the half turn because, okay, I can do this little thing, hit this person, and then I'll still get to move again before this next guy will because he's, like, at 56 time units later. Um, and then sometimes... Yeah. Does it show you how far you'll fall down? Yeah, whenever you're line? making your okay. turn, it will have down at the bottom when your neck... When, when everything is, like, when everything coming up is, like, any enemy movements that you have there and um, all your unit movements that you've got coming up next as well um and like sometimes it's worth it to just go in and use like everything you have to try to take down a stronger unit because uh they're just going to wreck you so it, it it's not worth you know trying to get your turn again sooner if you're going to take a massive yeah. hit and just lose somebody and no that's that actually makes a lot more sense Okay, that's that's you know, more complicated than I thought it was. Actually. Yeah, yeah, and and then um, I'm kind of on top I, of I was that. Looking a, at that, a like, few of your moves can like delay the enemy's turns. Um, so there's push them, yeah, push push them down back the down the timeline. Time so there's it's like it gets, it's even more complicated um, <laughs> as you go. Yeah, and and the coolest thing, this is not a joke. I'm not being creepy either. One of the coolest things about it is you regenerate hot blonde chicks to fight by your side. Which that that is real. You randomly generated hot blonde warrior chicks. Uh, they're called mothers, um, and you. What does that say about you? <laughs> you know, you there, and they all look a little. At first, I wasn't sure if they're randomly generated, but like, let's say you generate one, and they all. The, so far, I've only seen like slightly different hairstyles. I haven't noticed that the faces are a lot different. 
but they're they're different because they all kind of have that they're supposed to kind of look the same but just different enough for you to like grow an attachment to mm-hmm. them because yeah no they all you can do look very similar because they're called sisters not mothers because oh they're called because sisters? they're sisters oh i thought they were called mothers i'm sorry the first one yeah. you play as you? is the first one you play I as mean, is mother that's a different search yeah, bar at in, the beginning in the in, like that's the, the first character you play engine, as but. and that's kind of your um they don't they okay. don't say it as much but you're kind of playing as mother through the rest of the game kind of as the management part of it kind of controlling the rest of the tactics like the tactical layer you are the mother is that what yeah. it is like i am the mother mm-hmm. okay it does have a i'm not as high on it as josh is like i wouldn't use, use the word but i think it has a really cool art very distinctive i think the only negative is that sometimes like in a game like into the breach when things are coming out of the ground and stuff it's very clear to see what's happening because this game is so dark especially around the edges like i i didn't even know like enemies were starting to pop out of the ground and stuff because they're like in shadows and also which is is effective that's what the art style is going for it's it's, yeah, it's much more of a horror it's just sort of a vibe yes. of, a, of a tactics game um which is it, pretty like, cool significantly more of a horror thing for for example your damage is permanent. Um, it does not come back between missions. Yeah. So if which you take a big hit on something because you're screwing around, that character is just at critical health from now on. Um, yeah. Which is fucked up. I, but was eventually, it, you get ways to, to get health back, but they involve sacrificing your other characters. Like, you have to kill off one of your characters to heal somebody back up. Um, Just like real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what threw me off, because when during the the break of the missions, it said something about, like, resting, and I thought I was going to heal. But I rested, and there was no healing. So I was like, what happened? What what did I do wrong? But it's I, I like that it has its own wrinkles to it. Instead of just being an Into the Breach clone, it has its own kind of hook to it. Which is is nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's its own personality. It's one of those things where, like, dude, the music is actually really nice too. Yeah. I don't know if you've been playing. It's it's. I don't know if this is gonna be up necessarily, you guys' aisle, but like the the menu screen had like this like gothic metal alternative kind of song playing. I just sat there listening to it. I'm like, all right, I didn't expect this to be playing during the menu screen, but I kind of liked it. I think, mm-hmm. but they actually played an instrumental version of that during the first mission, and I noticed that a lot of music is, it's like. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm trying to think. I was almost gonna say it's like a weird. I'm trying. I don't listen to a lot of that sort of symphonic, gothic alternative metal stuff. So I'm trying to think of a good a good example that people would appreciate. But um, the music is it's very distinctive and fits the look and it's really nice. And that's important for me when I'm staring at a tactic game for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, I I could see. I think the reason I was pulling back on not getting too into it this week is I felt like. It was going to be a dark hole that I was going to yeah. get sucked into, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do yeah, this Yeah, I've right kind now. of slowed down with it and only playing, like, a mission or so a day because I've got a bunch of other stuff that I want to get to, and it is a run-based game. Like, I, I know that I'm going to go yeah. in here and at some point die and start over so I can have a better next run. Um yeah. It this, the odds are stacked yeah. against you. I mean, it's there's a possibility I could knock it out on the first time through, <laughs> but I it, it basically like zero. So yeah, there's a possibility of zero. Mm-hmm. So there you go, uh, possibility of zero, which I always think is interesting. The idea of the game philosophy. I love to talk to these developers. Like, 
designing a game around because I don't know if you truly could you can't really get through it in one shot. I I don't think you can. I think that it's stacked in a way that you have to it, they make sure that you will fail over and over again. Eh, I don't know at what point. I mean, they there there are a lot of perks, but everything I've unlocked that the next run would would just give me an advantage over so far has not been massive. I know they're going to stack up eventually. Um but it seems like I have a shot compared like everything I've been unlocking really? so okay. far. It doesn't seem like they're just railroading you into instant death. Um you know the old saying, nothing's impossible except for dinosaurs. Mhm. <laughs> uh I love- Dwight, we have alligators in Florida. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm alligators curious. Are like, it's, I'm sure. <laughs> it like it doesn't seem to be messing with any numbers or anything so far. Like most of the stuff I've seen uh, as an option yeah. to unlock have been like uh, at the beginning of your run, you'll have like a few more runes or uh, like n- nothing, nothing massive, massive. But again, I think that that's gonna like add up. I'm I'm sure that some of the later unlocks are gonna be like just big. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a game that we do get really into at one point. I have to, if you could just let me do this for just a little bit, Josh. I know you guys hate this sometimes, but I think this is important for this particular conversation. Um I just I just want Shay and Rich to know what this is kind of like. We get it. You like Evanescence. That's more like Lacuna Coil than anything. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a that's perfect, Shay. Lacuna Coil. That's what I was thinking of. That it reminds me a lot of Lacuna Coil. Yes, it's just symphonic metal, is what what that is. Yes, yeah. It's weird having that being like the soundtrack to a turn-based tactics game. I'll say it's distinctive. Yeah. The, I'm okay with that. Though. The in-level stuff is in I the like same it. vein. It's a much more atmospheric subdued um, yes they'll pull the guitars out and stuff like that yeah some like they kind of come and go depending on but but yeah it's it's mm-hmm. mostly more in the background during the levels yeah but it feels the same like mm-hmm. almost like they took some of those songs and just stripped a lot of the musical elements out but it works i think it works it's cool yeah yeah other side check it out you to know honest, I, I think this to be honest <clears throat> morgan that is a perfect way to sell that game to me because i love symphonic metal so now i want to play it Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, your I sort of thing. Tile screen, I, was like, I think yeah, I think yeah, you'd it really like is. it. So. I'm definitely going to check it out. Some point. <laughs> yeah, well, cool. <laughs> there's a lot of things to answer there, Josh. I think you're right. Um, I've just been trying to finish this fucking game. Mm-hmm. You know the one for so long. <laughs> no, and what then, game? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got nothing smart ass to say, but I definitely want to put some time into Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm contemplating paper mario because i've watched some videos and it looks very charming but i uh, yeah i definitely want to play that game too definitely want to play that game too because that's that game sounds right up my alley and i'm off work for the next two weeks yep because uh summer vacation and we are at a state of emergency here again because we are in the midst of our second wave so Mm -hmm. i Ah, have nowhere to be second wave i know a country that can take a hint from that Mm Hmm. I think we all you know, do. Shay, the the, all the only the... country that doesn't know that they can take a hint from that is the country itself. 
Good news, Shay. All of the all of the warrior chicks in this game look like Scarlett Johansson. So what? I, I think I feel like in... you're really harping on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, he he knows what he's doing because here's the thing. Like him and I were talking. Like he's smart. You're smart. You know what? I give you some credit for that. We were talking privately about don't boost his ego. Like, celebrity hall passes and stuff like that earlier this week, and I told him Scarlett Johansson was uh, was the, was the woman. She is the one. Like my students asked me earlier this week, they're like, "She's like Neo." They're like, "Which uh, which girl do you like?" And I was like, "I can like you guys don't know who she is." But in my head, the whole time I was like, "Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson." <laughs> so the fact that he said that just, you know, boosted it up a little bit, even more for me. <laughs> the the game gives them these funny, like randomly generated names, like Serenity desire pain and stuff you don't have to kick those names but it's just kind of funny that it it's that. like coincidentally um, when um when a person goes to work at a strip club um they are similarly given their names like they yes. walk in for the interview and the person who employs them is like you look like a um i don't know let's see here we're going to call you Crevice, because that's what you're going to be. <laughs> that's fucked up. Crevice? Glitter, welcome. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Thank you for saving me, Rich. You're welcome. <laughs> I took it one step too far, because it sounds like I'm shaming them, and I'm not. Um, it was a, it's a terribly timed joke. It was a terribly timed joke. Glitter, come on in. Um, what, what would be a good guy stripper name? I've been trying to think. Storm. Neil. Hammer. There we go, Josh. Mark. There we go. Hammer. I just like to go for very normal Hammer. names in my strippers. Make them feel like working class folks. <laughs> I'm hey, trying to think of names working that class like... folks, Rich. Let me tell you, sex work is underappreciated in this country. In all countries. I was trying to think of names that double as American gladiator names. You guys remember that TV show? Oh, <laughs> God. We Thunder. Should what about... And, oh, make, and making his way to the stage to... of Thunder. <laughs> Why, of, why don't we have yearly of, video game releases of American Gladiator? That'd be so good, right? Or that'd be maybe amazing. He's an Australian. Actually, or here's a new NXC. idea. Here's a new idea. NXC. We could totally be the the cultivators of this. We should bring back American Gladiator, but it's exclusively people who work in games press. Mm. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be horrible. <laughs> oh, American Gladiator. Get it? American Gladiator. Mm -hmm. Just picture like me and Greg Miller hitting each other with those big Gay fucking nerd. Q-tip things. <laughs> yeah, Come right. on, Morgan. I can't, I, can't, I can't tell you and Greg Miller apart. That's impossible. Um, all right. Like, God damn it, guys. No, like, okay, so. Here, here's, here's one of the obstacles. They have to, you have to walk <laughs> past a table full of candy and chips and not take a bite. Well, let's not get outrageous. Mm. Somebody um, needs to finish this thing, Shay. Through the, you must step through the <laughs> nice warm shower armed with soap. Mountain Dew brand soap. And uh, for the final I... task, you must walk by this computer ready to send a DM to Neil Druckmann and not call him a piece of shit. Can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be very difficult. Fuck you, Neil! They're like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I just think it's funny. That... Rich, I, Rich, I need you doing that voice. Um, Fuck you, Neil. Like, for random things from now on. Please don't ever forget that voice. That, 
Like, unfortunately, I was muted, but I let out a little girl squeal when I was like, ah! So we need to well, use, you were muted on here, but maybe the audacity now. will capture it. Absolutely, Josh. Have to, Josh, look for that squeal, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we did some fun polls as well. I'm going to sneak in here. One of them, I thought this was huge uh, because came that's not what she and then said. she and then she told you uh, otherwise. <laughs> so many today. Was the Xbox and Halo secretly responsible for the inclusion of the dude bro? No. Next question into the gaming world. Sixty percent of the audience said yes halo did bring the dude bro i i thought about this question because i was listening to pay, play watch listen and um austin wintry who composed uh, the soundtrack to journey was saying he just noticed that the first time these sort of jockey or dude bro kind of guys were sort of brought into the gaming realm or when halo got big and you could see halo like now halo is an amazing game it's an important game yada 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 i'm not talking shit on halo but it did bring in a, a wider crowd of people you could make an argument which is weird to me because if you want to look past the surface of halo like it is super sci-fi nerdy bullshit exactly well that's the magic of it is it can appeal to us and maybe a guy who just wants to shoot people you know? i i don't like i think mainstream wise maybe maybe it brought a whole swath of new people in but i feel like goldeneye was kind of like that game that we all grew up on that was a shooter game and so when a lot of those people became adults halo was just like the next evolution of first person shooters and so those like those people who liked goldeneye they were kids and teenagers right and when they went into the military and then the next evolution natural evolution of a first person shooter happened So they and were then all the fascist propaganda took. Right, right. Goldeneye yeah, double seven. Infantile dude bros. The, yeah. We can blame them for the movement of dude bros. Mm-hmm. No, well, I like Goldeneye. Yeah, no, I no. I think, I think, I think the issue here, and it's more of a coincidence thing, is that uh, that was also right around nine eleven. And we all of a sudden, as a society, became a bunch of jingoistic, just complete racist asshole fucks at the same time, Wait, including jingoistic? including the gamers. So I don't even know what that word means. Google it. So I, th- I think what you're saying, like, this is a classic case of which came first, the dude bro or the halo? Or uh-huh. the egg. Definitely not. Shay was trying to make a joke, Rich. God damn it! He was trying to make a really good dude, bro, Halo, chicken and egg joke. I was helping. (laughs) Where are you Uh, though? A little bit, in my own way. Um, There was just a slight bit of lag, so when he goes to nail the punchline, it's just you saying "egg," (laughs) egg all over his face. Egg. I'm just kidding. Um, I would say that I actually think that this is probably true, but that it would have happened eventually. I don't really blame Halo. I mean, it would have been Call of Duty. It would have been something, you it's know? Pab, it's just a matter Pab of time. Pavlov's Halo. <laughs> <laughs> For the dude bros, Halo walks so Call of Duty could run right into an uh, affliction storm by all the shirts. Because this well, is early 2000s they... and early 2010s. No, you're right, Shay. Oh God, that's horrible. Nailed it, buddy. People, you know, you. One thing people actually mentioned that I think is interesting is that the Xbox, from a um, selling perspective, was they were trying to partner up with like energy drinks and like it was green with a big X on it, and it was extreme. You know, like so it's sort of a controller that like ninety percent of the consumer base couldn't use because it was so large. 
So, yeah. Well, three you know, three people mm. were meant to use it at once. Not a lot of people know that about the game. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the first That's co-op a... controller. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Halo is actually a four-player game by default. And then the third one, rubbing the middle button. Uh-huh. Rubbing that big um, Xbox logo that does nothing. And moaning. Well, I was... Yeah, I was saying they were using it as a double-sided dildo. You guys didn't we get it. We so. missed that. Yeah, it, it's just such an oblong shape. I, I, here's here's the problem, Shay. Both of those are on the same side, so it can't. Are you shaming people for what kind of fictitious penis they could take, no. Rich? We don't I guess. shame people How here. How dare for that. you shame <laughs> Duke you know, Americans? A lot of people don't <laughs> know Duke. <laughs> Duke loving Americans around the world, Rich. Wait, what? America loves the Duke, and you're a monster. A lot of people don't know what plugs into the top of the Xbox controller where there's there's Dreamcast like uh, VMU yeah, slots. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know is what actually goes there is an entire Dreamcast. <laughs> it's just the, the, whole the whole thing, thing just sucks. The second Dreamcast, yeah. yeah. God, that, I I have a weird affinity for that giant controller. I'm not gonna lie. Did you rebuy it when I, they re-released the I, Duke? I feel like I played the. I feel like I played Halo better with the giant controller, and I could not. No, I, I assure you, you, you well, were just you, as bad. Then you had the threat of force <laughs> on your side. If at any point you lost, uh, somebody knew that thing was getting yeah. thrown, and it's a real threat. That's true. I could, th- I could take a win. That's why well, they had to put a strap on Morgan's the Wiimote. arms were so mm-hmm. atrophied from sitting in his room playing Halo that he couldn't even lift the thing high enough to throw it back down. Well, just his left arm. His right arm was weirdly buff. <laughs> it wasn't his arm. It was just his forearm. Like. He he still couldn't like it was this weird like lever malfunction he couldn't quite lift it all the way up. Speaking of which, that was one of the polls I did this week. Thank you guys. The day you discovered masturbation was it a beautiful day or a dark day? April second, nineteen eighty-seven. Wow, day a year after you were born. No, um, actually, it's six years the before I was born. Sixty-nine. <laughs> Oh, fuck you guys! That was a good joke. I'm happy. With it was that a good one. joke. I enjoyed it, Jay. Don't don't like fucking not laugh because you guys enjoyed it so much and you're ashamed. You guys enjoyed it. And so I was laughing. It just wasn't an audible laugh. I was smiling. I just think of six. Anyways, eighty percent of our audience said it was a beautiful day, and they are not shamed by masturbation, which is which is beautiful, right? I mean, for some people, it's they get stop stacking the polls or, in your favor. <laughs> I voted it was got, a dark day. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I thought you were talking I, about I the darkest uh, day. That that time travel shooter. No, we were talking about Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> uh, oh no, Josh said something bad Jesus on the chat. Christ. <laughs> I mean accurate. We but can't fuck. say that one. You can't say that on television. Uh yikes. Yikes. Oh no, this is a good one. Uh on our patrons, Justin gave me this poll. Um, cause I try to go to our patrons every week if I can remember and get a poll for the, for our paying supporters and friends that they can use. Uh, and I, I would have guessed the, the results of this way wrong. Um, best buddy cop movie team, Nathan Drake and the duck hunt dog. That's what he wanted. Or Laura Croft Laura. and Sly Cooper. With, with all that help leading, leading into there and still. You know what? It feels unfair about that poll to me, and I looked at it and shook my head. Nobody gives a shit about the duck hunt dog. So you've immediately stacked this in Alara's favor. Uh, th- no, I didn't pick that. I didn't pick the poll. 
Um, is our no? See, that's the thing. <laughs> I thought the Duck Hunt dog would crush it because everyone grew up with Nintendo, but I think Smash Brothers has turned the tables because everyone fucking hates the Duck Hunt dog in Smash Brothers because he's really fucking annoying. So that's my theory about that. Everyone hated um, Duck Hunt Dog from before that. Yeah, nobody you realized he's one of the most reviled characters in gaming, right? Yeah, he literally I, only ever no, laughs at you. Yeah, like that's his existence is to mock you. <laughs> well, but literally, I, all my memories of that game are good though. Single so. top ten most annoying character list. He's number one okay. on every single one of them. Really, all of okay. them. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm surprised to hear that. Well, you can say uh, you can say I'm right. He's the bad cop. Of... Turner and Hooch. You know what I mean? I was thinking of that <laughs> kind of a classic cop movie thing, but oh, uh... more like Turner and Pooch. <laughs> Nathan Drake and Pooch. Um. No, no, Laura Croft. Bay was very close, but uh, Laura Croft and Sly Cooper won. It's a little unfair because Sly Cooper is <laughs> it's it's a character unto of himself that can actually talk and help you, and the duck hunt dog just kind of giggles and it. You know, Sly Cooper feels almost what's the word whenever an animal is like very humany anthropomorphic. It's not almost. Yes. He literally is anthropomorphic, but yes, there's nothing almost seems, about it. That's <laughs> that seems yeah, unfair. The well, difficult yes. thing there is you'd be trying to solve crimes. And he'd be committing heists yeah. during the investigations <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> that's a, that's that's a yeah. cool idea. I mean, while you're solving, yeah, also Laura I Croft like would be that. doing that at the same time because she literally, you know, just robs graves constantly as well. Like, yeah, they both these team ups seem like they would get nothing accomplished as police. The only difference is the only problem Lara has with what Sly's <laughs> doing is he's stealing from people that are still alive. Uh huh. Was that oh, a Scruff man. McGruff the crime dog reference, by the way? Gruff McGruff, Chicago, oh, Illinois. McGruff. Yeah, that's it's, no, it's Scruff McGruff, isn't it? Oh, it is Scruff McGruff, okay. Yeah. Okay. Jeez Louise. You guys are um, leaving me hanging today. Yeah, it's not. Not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. Um, alright, so by doing that, uh, you more... say it. <laughs> Um, I did, I did want to say, like I said, I was talking about this earlier, but I really am putting a lot of time and effort into the YouTube channel over the coming months. I really, whether or not that ends up being fruitful for us, we shall see, but it's something I want to focus a lot of attention on. I'm still out there, you know, doing everything I do on Instagram, but I really want to bring our YouTube channel into the light because I enjoy making videos. Speaking of which, I wanted, I was telling you guys this this week, I actually made a, a survival difficulty, no HUD, uh, couple videos for the last of us too and that game is really really fun uh for me on that difficulty i would just grab one of my favorite environments and play with no hud so it just looked um really clean and then the tricky thing about playing with no aiming reticle it sounds very obvious but it was just really satisfying whenever i would hit someone because you have no aiming reticle so you know you you when you're in the nice groove it feels good, but you'll definitely have some moments where you're, like, missing some. It feels realistic. Like, in real life, I imagine if me and you are in a gunfight, we're going to be missing I don't, I don't shots. know. Most of those things come with sights on the top of them. Yeah. Late, what, like, laser sights? I don't... If I still think you'd miss... I still think human beings miss more than they would hit. Like, a regular person. If it were, like, the um, 1600s, even, sure. Uh-huh. Like, if I, I were dueling I think... Aaron Burr on a grassy hill... I th- I think you give yourself a lot more credit. Have you ever shot a gun before? No. Okay. 
I have. All right. One time. <laughs> Josh shoots guns regularly. That's how he wakes up in the morning. Um, I just think that it would be, like, even from, like, a decent distance, 15 or 20 feet, um, it's it's pretty tricky. Well, no, like, I, I know what I, you're I saying, Josh. I think more Josh, so Josh's guns... point was that, like, guns have tools built onto them for the most part in order to help, to help you to help. yeah yes 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 that's that's 100 fair and you can actually turn it down to the simple aiming reticle which is just a tiny white dot which still looks clean um, <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it's just it's you should watch those videos because they are interesting and fascinating and like when you miss it feels fine because it feels like it's just some like really emergent organic thing anyways uh those are up on the youtube you should check those out uh because i have been obsessed with those i feel like that's the next step when games are just like hey the the uh, way you want to play this game is with no hud but i I see your point now josh if it was a first person shooter per se with no hud you would still be looking through like a site of some sort and this is a third person game you're pretty much yeah you can aim down sites at the very least that the sequence where you're in the cars with uh, Jesse was like so fucking difficult. I could not hit anyone. Mm-hmm. That sequence is hard already because everyone's moving. I was trying to hit those people with no aiming reticle. It was just comical, uh, but I loved it because when you do hit, when you do hit, it's satisfying. So it just looks very visceral. It's it's like watching it. It's like playing part in your own emergent movie. Check those out. Um, I think that we only have one more poll, and then we can get the fuck out of here. Uh, okay, not that we want to get. Get the fuck out of here. I don't think... I'm not skipping any games that you guys gave me. I'm seeing on here. Uh, last poll. And plus, my wife is already yelling at me. We already, you know, talked about every fish game... You know, everything needs a fishing game, which, of course, is obvious. Um, no, I think we're good. We hit it all. Lady, we hit it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there and you're looking to create a sword chomp drinking game, can you please, please add... Um, Morgan complains about his wife complaining about him. Because I swear to fuck, every single episode, my wife is complaining, my wife is complaining. And you know what? If you're looking up for a surefire way to get drunk, that's one way to do it. That or we insult yeah, that Stranding. 830 well, is By we, we mean you, Rich. We, every, the anyone game's not supposed to be lethal. Yeah. I've hit my... At 830, the baby's lost her shit because it's like an hour past her bedtime, so... um. Anyways, let's get out of here. It's been a lot of fun. Josh, thank you for being here from Michigan. Rich from New York. Shay from Japan. I, of course, from General Mountain. Morgan here in Montana. And please go to patreon.com slash search. Download all our shows. Support us. We love you. We will see you next week for an all new